Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Game Sports Podcast. I am your host, David McKaig Jr. This is a very special edition show of the game, the Scott Nason Tribute Show 2023. We want to say thank you for joining us on the show and joining us in paying tribute to truly a remarkable individual and the original co-founder of the game and the overall true heartbeat of the show. Just a note, this show will be commercial free and no sponsorships mentioned to the exception if YouTube puts an automatic sponsor in or the audio platform that you are on. Joining yours truly throughout this episode, you'll hear from me, of course, but you'll also hear of other of Scott's close friends and close radio colleagues, Paul Van Wagner, a.k.a. Junior, E.J. Russell, Rob Horn, Butch Davis, and Daniel Scarpino. As you are watching this edition, if you haven't already yet hit like, follow, and subscribe, please do because then you'll be locked into all the overall amazing content that we do here all on the game sports podcast all of which which was started by scott nason also please don't be shy to leave comments below or reach out if you have a story you'd like to share or an overall memory of how you knew scott uh, uh, maybe a run-in with scott something that you had at the rink something you had on radio or just overall in public anything we would welcome that and we would be open to certainly sharing it here on the show but we would love to see it listed in the comment section of each platform as these comments can be read of course by the close friends of scott if that is also yourself but also the family members as well if you didn't know scott well you're in for a treat you're about to hear a very small fraction despite being a large panel of members on this show but as a small fraction of why he was the amazing person that he was. The footprint he left for so many and what he was able to do with the show and not just talk about sports, but he overall helped to create a family here on the Game Sports Podcast and throughout the radio waves. Scott Nason passed away unexpectedly in September of 2022, September 29th to be exact. And before I bring in my guests, I wanted to share uh, something about the show, but also I wanted to share a story, maybe two, in terms of memories and also a fact in connection with Scott uh, that I have before bringing in that first guest. Now, firstly, I want to get to the show very briefly. Now, what I'm talking about here is this show. As you would have heard multiple times, I've mentioned the Game Sports Podcast. Now, everyone that knew Scott, uh, if everyone looks up the original obituary of Scott, if everyone looked up the show's title, the Game Sports Show is what would be generated. Uh, in September of 2023, so just recently this month, uh, we did have a name change, and it was a very simple change. The Game Sports was kept in, but we got uh, the change to be from show to podcast. It is still the same show. The only difference is that we are only a podcasted show opposed to being a show on live radio. Now, I did get asked the question as to why the change, especially with the nostalgia of the show being around since January 2016, officially launching in March 2016. Uh, it was very simple to answer that question, and I was very comfortable in doing so, and I will do so here today for you. Uh, while uh, in previous discussion with Scott, uh, there was a plan, a very big plan in terms of the YouTube channel that we have. Again, that is 91N, formerly TGEM, but I will not get into that. You'll have to wait for the announcement with 
that on the 91N channel or on any of the platforms of the game. But getting back to the show, we did have a plan to, to, to split the show to be able to have more content featured on our platforms. The game sports show would be the live radio content, a show, a live show that featured all of us here on the game. The game sports podcast editions would feature its own show, but pre-recorded with yours truly, but in turn keeping all the other new shows that we've had, such as In the Pocket, Top Shelf, Full Time, and the list goes on. So the name change since we have pulled away from doing live radio when we're only doing podcasting. That is why uh, the title had the change. Now, in terms of this as well, I did have questions of why are we not on radio anymore, and I will give you two answers for that. I did answer that earlier when I did begin resume, or did resume, sorry, doing recordings once again in around November of 2022. And it was a very very different circumstance. Uh, after Scott passed, there was some conversation about potentially continuing, uh, about who would potentially be able to run it in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, uh, because let's not forget the live show was based in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is a border town with Sioux, Ontario, for those of you who do not know. Uh, and being able to have uh, the, the time to go over there for yours truly or other members were quite a challenge. Uh, and that was discussed in how we wanted to look at doing the show on live radio. But all in all, it's, uh, was, it seemed to have been decided that they didn't want to continue it any longer. And to be wide open about it, uh, the last discussion that I had with them is that they were looking at having somebody host the show and be a new member of our family and continue the show and continue what Scott was doing as normal. Uh, and that if that were the case, that they were going to get in touch with me. Uh, but obviously their focus was elsewhere at the time, as was mine and other members. And I did not hear back uh, ever since then. Uh, and the final words that we mentioned were that we would be in touch in regards to a decision on both ends from me and them. I haven't reached out. They haven't reached out. Uh, but there was a mutual understanding that it was likely that we were going to leave the show with what Scott had us. Uh, Scott did an amazing job. Scott was very strong on the local front of the show, which was a huge asset, uh, and which for the past year has been a, a pretty noticeable hole in what our content is, because a lot of the content here on the shows that I host, which we have over pretty near seven shows, a lot of it is really surrounded by national content and professional sports with a very brief amount of local. However, I can assure you, given the name change and given the changes happening from TGEM to 91N and our plans and our connections in the community, we will be bringing back the local side of the sports in its own different segments. Uh, we do hope to get a good involvement from Sioux, Michigan with that and also some of the news over there, uh, as well as good involvement here in Sioux, Ontario. But nonetheless, there will be some strong local content coming your way, we hope, by the, at least the very beginning of 2024, if not earlier, as we bring forward our new business plan as a podcast and as an overall business. So in short, even though that did seem long, that is the short version. I hope that answers your question on the name title and also why we are no longer on radio. And as I mentioned, there was I only brought up one point of why we're on radio. I'll end it with my second point. 
truthfully, uh, my desire and our desire as a podcast family, we do not want to proceed doing live radio. Uh, now, if somebody approached us and it made sense in terms of doing pre-recordings and sending it or, or another plan, we would certainly be open to it. We certainly have the content that is deserving of that, especially our news and our interview shows. Uh, but at this time, we want to focus on the podcast. So there's your answer for the title change and why we're not on radio. And and with all that being said, I want to say thank you to the patience of the listeners. We haven't lost a follower. Um, we've actually gained a, a strong number of followers, actually, uh, since the passing. But that is because we were growing and we have continued uh, to grow. And we're very excited about what the next steps is going to be becoming. Uh, because Scott Neeson truly had a big part in these upcoming plans that we will be launching. Uh, he was aware of the plans that I had and that we had as a show, uh, and I am following it as we originally planned, except we did have the delay uh, given his passing and some unexpected uh, things come up through this calendar year. Uh, so we're going to make sure that everything is delivered based on the vision that him and I both shared together. And I'm excited to bring that to you, and we hope that you enjoy it in the near future. But again, we thank you for your patience with all these sporadic uploads, uh, a different schedule, different platform, and the kind of the change that needed to occur to be able to adapt to what we started doing here, of course. If you ever want to see the game back on live radio, I'd be interested to know that. Uh, it would be something that we would be open to but this time. Uh, we are proceeding as such, and that's why it may change. And that's the overall story. Now, getting to a memory that I want to share, I want to share two of them, and then I want to uh, bring up a little point uh, with Scott that involves a recent uh, a recent event in my life. And I'm going to try to keep this short as I can as I am hitting the 10-minute mark. And we're allowing everyone about 15 minutes or so, so I'm going to try not to exceed that. Uh, one memory I want to share is something about, I call it the bar. Uh, it was before COVID. Uh, it was my now wife's birthday. And we went across the river, I like to call it. Again, we're a border town in Sioux, Michigan. Scott resides uh, in Sioux, Michigan, and I was in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And still in Sioux, Ontario. Uh, and we went over the river, my wife and, uh, and I, my, my, our friends, and we went to enjoy her, her birthday night out. And Scott actually came with his wife. And we went, we went bar hopping. We went to different bars. And when I was in my beginning bar days that I was able to go across the United States to, to the bar, that was a big thing to do with the frog, the, the back door, the salve, the, the name goes on. Uh, obviously, they all have a few of them have different names now, but the Savoy is still there. And we went out and try, went out to different bars, had some drinks, and we were having a good time. And we got into the Savoy. And to describe the Savoy, if people don't know what it is, I'm sure a good amount of listeners aren't here just because of the title, you know what it is. Uh, but just to give a little bit of context to those who do not know, the Savoy is a bar. Of course, I said it numerous times, uh, but it's a, it's a it's a very simple kind of laid out bar. If I want to be honest, when you there's two entrances you go in, which is the back and the front. There's a long stretched front bar. There's a dance floor with tables around. There's the restroom with a little ramp that goes to the back door, uh, not the back door bar because there used to be a, a bar called that. But I mean the back door of the building, so you can get in or out. Very simple kind of layout. Now I haven't been to the Sav. Um, in quite some time. I, I was across recently to, for a hockey tournament there, and my teammates went out, but I didn't go out with them. Uh, and, but they went to Savoy, so I didn't get a chance to get in there. So I haven't been in there since since this night out, so I don't know if there's been any changes to the format of the bar. But that's how I can explain the bar. When you walk in, very simple, big dance floor. 
we ordered our drinks and we go to our table and uh, our wives dance. And we're dancing and we're having a good time. Um, and we step aside and we, we talk. We're talking about sports, as Scott and I always did. We're talking about the show. And out of the blue, Scott, him and Scott and I are looking over at, at our wives and have, smiling because they're having a good time dancing. And uh, a song came on called Wobble. Uh, you can check out the song, and there's a specific dance that my wife can do very good and sing to it. And she started doing it. Uh, and Scott's wife was doing kind of a different dance to it, but we were all trying to go along with it. And Scott put his arm around. And at this time, we were observing, talking, dancing. We were doing the whole things at once. And before he put his arm around, we were talking about the show. Uh, and he mentioned David, quote unquote, Kegger. He didn't say David. He said Kegger. Look at what we accomplished. And I thought he was talking about the show. And this was a pretty big year, uh, 2019 for the show. We were a year into joining ESPN, uh, almost two years, sorry. Uh, we, we we started doing the interview shows. Our listener thing was climbing. Sponsors were reaching out to us, uh, which they still are. But I mean, there was growth, a lot of big growth. And what ended up happening was he did not mean the show. He actually was looking at our wives and saying, look at what we accomplished. We're playing out of our league. And that was the sport reference that he wanted to use. Um, and the point of why I bring up that as memory is because he was laughing because all we did was talk about sports. But at that moment, we shared a bond of talking about not just – we always talk about other things other than sports. It's not what I mean, but since – we were close since 2016. But we were in a moment uh, that we had no worries about anything. It was simply just what was happening in the now. and. So he had a big smile on his face. I had a smile on my face. And then he did look at me and say, yeah, our show is too. We're pretty kick-ass is actually what he said. And he wasn't a guy who really swore that much. Uh, you never would hear him swear on air, of course. That's left, left up to me to do the swearing, especially on the podcast. Uh, but while he had his arm around me, I put my arm around him. And I said, oh, you're – after he said his comment and made a couple other comments back and forth, I did say, you know what, Scott, you're right. We are certainly operating out of our league. Uh, but that doesn't matter, uh, I said, because we're good guys. And yes, I said that about myself. And he did look at me and he said, you know what? Usually nice guys finish last, but we didn't in this scenario. And I thought that was really good, you know, because there's been a lot of different challenges in in life that, you know, you wonder if, uh, if this is going to work out, if this is going to work out. And I remember when I started doing the show with Scott, I didn't know how it would work out. And it turned out to be one of the best things that happened. Uh, and I'm still here today recording in honor of what he, him and I built, but mostly him because he's the original heartbeat. He was the founding roots that brought me in with coffee with the coach. And then him and I changed the name uh, to the game sports show, right? Um, and I'll get to that. It's part of my second memory uh, as I hit the 15-minute mark. And I'm getting a ding kind of in my ear right now. So I'm going to try to get to my points quickly here. But Scott put his arm around me and to end that story i saw that his wife took out her phone to take a picture and i thought it was a picture but it was actually a video i actually grabbed him and kissed him on the cheek uh and he laughed a big laugh his iconic laugh and i never saw that video until his wife sent it to me after the funeral and that was that was tough to watch. It's tough because you remember the conversation. You remember what he was saying. It was a happy moment for the both of us, and it makes you remember 
you know, just I can still feel his arm around my shoulder. You know, that's that is a very big memory of mine because of what he mentioned, and in terms of saying that, you you know, where where we where we were at, and we were having the time of our lives, and it was a very fun night all in all. That's a night that I'll always cherish because that is the last night that I got to see Scott Nason in person. Yes, uh, right before COVID, uh, I ended up traveling. Uh, I will end up going to the Cayman Islands uh, and coming back, and we had lockdown, and I wasn't allowed to go over the border. So I had to miss his wedding uh, and other events. When we did shows, we had to switch to doing you know, in-house, and uh, which developed the studio here at 91N that's still in construction. And I never got to see him in person since then. Uh, so that is the last moment that I got to see Scott. So that's why it's a memory that stands out to me. Uh, there was more conversations that night, but I don't have the emotions to to get into that, or I don't want to get into those details. I thought that would be a good story to share for you because it's uh, a moment that we had a good time together. The second memory that I'll share will be a little bit shorter than the first one, uh, the Electric Avenue story. I know a lot of people know this, uh, but uh, I started off with the Eagle 95.1 as to I Blue Devils color uh, or play-by-play uh, uh, play. Uh, play-by-play guy, broadcaster, and doing the game, uh, I did it solo for a number of months, and I was hired by Paul Van Wagner, well, the original owner, before I was taken over by the new owner, uh, and Scott Nason joined me on a couple of those broadcasts, and eventually the original person who was doing the broadcast took over for me again, uh, and they wanted to keep me on board. Scott was doing a show called Coffee with the Coach, and him and I had good chemistry when we were talking on this uh, on this game, and I never met him before, but he was this loud personality that came on that knew sports and we had chemistry on radio. So I joined him with coffee with the coach. Uh, and after we did two shows, I already asked him to do a name change because <laughs> I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, we were at McDonald's across the, across the river in Sioux, Michigan for their all day breakfast lunch when that started at McDonald's. Uh, so it was a, a memorable moment uh, that he brought me on except that I remember he looked at me and he said, that's why I'm bringing you on. I know you're going to help, uh, grow this show and you and I share the same vision and we can now touch both sides of the board. Uh, we were at McDonald's until they had their shamrock shakes. I remember that because our last recording, I, I ordered two shamrock shakes and I drank two larges in front of them. And he was wondering where I was putting it. Well, now it's caught up to me a little bit more. Uh, but the story that I want to share, it was the second last show before the last one. I rolled up and I, yes, I said rolled up in the parking lot with my newer truck. It was pretty brand new at the time. It was a 2014 Ram. This is at the end of 2015. And that's when I got the truck. Uh, so it was only three months old. So I was this younger, uh, this 24, 23, 24 year old, I would have been turning 25 uh, guy with a truck that I shouldn't have had at the time. And I rolled into the parking lot with the song Electric Avenue on. Electric Avenue, which is a song by Eddie Grant. Uh, and it was on full blast because, you know, I liked loud music. Uh, you know, a student, a, a guy who was kind of entering the workforce and you know, in radio, I kind of felt like a, a changed guy when I joined this radio. I felt, you know, felt really cool being a part of radio because of one of my dreams. And Scott helped me re realize that dream. And it was, he heard it in the parking lot and he had his, I believe it was a, a Toyota Corolla. And I parked up beside and I looked down and I was, bopping my head and I was going to the song and he laughed and we I got out of the truck I walked in he's like I got a I got a treat for you today and I thought it was something related to the show but as we opened the show he introduced me as joining me now as my co-host and my now good friend uh David Kegger Mr. Electric Avenue McKeg Jr. 
<laughs> the longest name intro, but he introduced it as Mr. Electric Avenue. And then that stuck. There was actually a reaction on Twitter. There was reaction on the show in the office from my friends. And Mr. Electric Avenue became a thing uh, from that moment forward. And every time we did the show, when we did the opening, we'd have a little bit of a, uh, the, the Electric Avenue beat at the beginning. Or when I started talking, it's a little bit of the beat in there to be kicked in. Or we went to commercial, just a little beat of it. Uh, even though it was on for the entirety of the show, but it was something that caught on for a bit and remained. Uh, ever since COVID, you know, Scott and I kind of pulled away from the Mr. Electric Avenue thing and just went by nicknames for each other. But for a number of years, it's something that stuck. And I still have a couple of friends of mine that I play hockey with that still call me that name, obviously as sarcasm or a joke, but it was something that people talk about. And that's how the Electric Avenue story started. It was because Scott introduced me on air and I rolled into the parking lot. Yes, I said roll again with a loud song by Eddie Grant. And that's how it stuck. So that is a name that I will always treasure. And then when I hear that song, it's also a memory that I share with Scott. Now, I did say I had a point to bring up, and I will uh, bring this up. Um, it, it, it's more another, you know, a, a memory, but, you know, something that made me miss Scott a lot more. Uh, recently, I did get married. It was a beautiful day, one of the best days of my life. And Scott actually uh, was supposed to be the officiant at my wedding. I've never really mentioned that on radio or to too many people. Uh, but he was supposed to be the officiant at my at mine and my wife's wedding. And we did have somebody else um, after we heard the news and uh, transition periods. And we had to uh, have somebody else do it. And it was Alex Parr, who was our officiant at our wedding, who you can hear on the Game Sports podcast. Uh, and I know he was very honored, especially given the shoes that uh, were being filled. Uh, but Scott was supposed to be the efficient at our wedding to marry my wife and I. Uh, that's how big of a part of a life that he had for both of us. You know, he was always, he loved Hannah, always said, always made sure to say hi to Hannah for me. And it reminded me to make sure I said hi to his wife. Uh, it, 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 the friendship that was created was uh, strong and the respect that he got from people very quickly was evident just how he uh, he made my, my wife feel comfortable and you know to have him be the efficient was what I wanted more than anything because of what effect they had on my life and what he was beginning to have even with my wife's life because we were she was getting close to them then at that point too um, just because we were hanging out and obviously COVID interrupted everything um, and then unfortunately um, given the passing it didn't happen the way it, it was supposed to go of course but when we were when I was at the wedding I remember standing at the altar and I'll be honest I, I, I cried when I saw my wife I'm not really a, a guy who cries but I did at the wedding and when I heard Alex speaking, who did an amazing job uh, as the officiant at the wedding, I thought of Scott. Scott was still going through my mind, you know, even afterwards, uh, you know, the thanking the officiants, thanking Alex. And, you know, truly, um, it was, it made me think of Scott more because uh, there was, there was a big part of us that, you know, we wanted him to be a part of our special day because of how special he was in our life. And he's done the same to so many other people. Uh, but that's that's a little fun fact news that I wanted to share. That you know, given the effect that he had, it was something that we were looking forward to. And when he passed away, it left a hole not just because of that. It left a hole because it was somebody that was close to myself and close to even the relationship that um, that I developed with my uh, with with my wife. And 
that is uh, something that I'll always remember too. Somebody that you know would have been the efficient, but still played a big part in the day uh, to me in my mind because he was a part of helping me develop as a person. And we did write our own vows. And me speaking in public has been something that I was always comfortable with. But clarity with speaking and energy with speaking, the swag of speaking, that all comes from him. So I have him to thank for so much that he has given me an opportunity to and to also realize the dream of doing the show. And whatever the show turns out to be, if it remains what it is as a, as a known community show or it continues to expand, which it has to other areas, it's been touched on different corners of the globe, which is great. It continues to grow, continues to go great. But what it has become and the family has been developed, those are the moments that are priceless because of what was created and it was created and realized because of Scott. Now, I'm going to get to my wrap-up. I don't want to hog all of the different airtime. I'm already at now at 25 minutes. Uh, I did say I was going to make this 15, but I can never keep in line with times. Uh, but before I get to my last point or my conclusion point, I want to make sure that I'm showing this as best as I can. Sorry, adjusting my camera if you're on video. Sorry for YouTube. If you're on audio, you're not understanding what's going on or you can't see it. But this is a End the Stigma Mental Health Matters shirt. Uh, this was a shirt that I purchased after the funeral uh, that was a... A uh, shirt that was donated to Scott Nation Foundation for mental health research. And uh, this shirt could still be available for purchase as far as I'm aware of. Um, but even for uh, contributing, if you'd like to purchase a shirt, comment below uh, or reach out to me and we can make that happen for you. There's men's, there's women's sizes, uh, all available to you. There's unisex. It's 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 everything. Uh, and the stigma of mental health matters. I'll be wearing this shirt for the entirety of the broadcast. I've had worn it in other broadcasts uh, just to, of course, it makes me feel that Scott is here with, with me doing the recording. Now, like I said, I don't want to hog all the airtime because I certainly could, but there is other personalities that can do that on here even more than I can. And yes, I'm pointing at the next guy coming up and a few other ones after that. So I want to try to keep airtime as possible as I can, but I didn't. I hogged a good chunk of it. Uh, but without further ado, um, we will get to our first guest here on uh, the Scott Nason Tribute 2023 show of the Game Sports Podcast. I'm just going to take a very brief breath. As I mentioned, no commercials, no ad sponsorships or anything. We're just going to jump right into the guest. But I do need to take a quick breath. And after that brief breath, brief breath, easy for me to say, we are going to bring in Paul Van Wagner Jr., a well-known radio personality uh, that you can hear on ESPN. And of course, you've heard him on for many years in Sioux, Michigan. So he's going to come on by and share his stories with, uh, that he has had and his memories with not just myself and Scott, but Scott personally. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host you here. And I am joined by my good friend. And as I briefly touched on in the opening, yeah, there's the look already. The individual who actually got me into radio, like I touched on briefly at the beginning. And I'm sure he remembers that. I'm sure he always, when he hears my voice on these recordings, he remembers that. But let me introduce him. Uh, you get to hear him on, of course, the radio. I'm going to give you the floor to talk about that, Junior. But Paul Van Wagner, right. they know him as Junior. How are you, my friend? I'm well, man. Thank you for having me on today. This uh, this means a lot to me. And it's it's kind of ironic that you had reached out to me because 
I was thinking about doing something similar on my show next Friday, um, just something very brief. Um, I did something when I got back from the funeral back in October of last year. Um, so I'm still kind of up in the air because the people that were with me then have all moved on. So it's kind of a new crew. Um, so, and none of them obviously knew who Scott was. So I'm, I'm still kind of kicking it around. It might be one of those deals where I just pre-record something and play it and just let it let it go for a segment you know what i'm saying 100 percent. and i get the pre-recorded side that's what we do here now on the game yeah. Sports Podcast. yeah so you and i touched base uh obviously i gave you a little bit i don't say a little bit it was a very lengthy detailed background about the changes yeah. on the the game sports podcast which i'm sure people are already highlighting the name change from mm-hmm. the game sports show now the game sports podcast uh, it was something that Scott and I already had a vision that had a vision together before yeah. anything happened. Uh, the show being the live radio podcast being pre-recorded, mm-hmm. of course. Now with us right. pulling away from live radio, uh, obviously it's too big of shoes to fill. I like to tell people, um, mm-hmm. Scott mm-hmm. on live radio. Uh, but now we're calling the Sports Podcast. And last year there was a great tribute done, like I talked about last year on mm-hmm. the hundred, and then we also did one here. Yep, I got to be part of that. Yes, you were. That was a big addition too. That yeah. was there was a lot of people involved that were close to Scott's life, yourself, Matt, Rob, Butch, uh, myself, mm-hmm. and obviously here for our show, myself, uh, Scarpino, and EJ uh, did a, a segment mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. EJ, one of the original four horsemen, like Scott used to, to call us. Uh, but I want to give you the floor quickly to our listeners, who you are, remind them what you do. I still like to call you Junior, uh, but well, I'll, try to call you, I'll try to call you Paul as much as I could throughout the broadcast. It's even it's even on my name. You don't. You just have to read my name. It's that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Too many years in the NOJHL getting headshots. You probably can't even read it. Anymore. It trades. Jeez, oh, please. How's that pension? How's that pension? Are you are you collecting good money from the Noge? Do you still get a check from them every year? Well, the thing is, it's because the amount of teams I played on the Algoma region, it's split yeah. because the taxes in different areas. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting hosed on each pension check. They <laughs> add a zero to it each week. Um, so okay. like I okay. add a zero to it each week. It's an infinite amount of zeros yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, and I get a yeah. check per team from the birds, the Eagles and the okay. Beavers. Okay. And there's again, a zero. Yeah. um, you know, one time yeah. huh. they put a thank you note on the Beavers. I went back there three times. Uh, <laughs> they gave me a little bit of a thank you note. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, okay. So let me. <laughs> Obviously, Dave and I have a good relationship. Uh, my name is Paul Van Wagner. Um, I I knew Scott for years and years. Um, I will tell a funny story about how we met and how we did not get along initially. Um, but uh, I currently am in Virginia, uh, living in Roanoke right now. I work in Blacksburg, which is where Virginia Tech is. Um, I, I host a show every Monday through Friday called The Drive on ESPN Blacksburg. Um, feel free to download the ESPN Blacksburg app. You can listen to what I like to refer to as a sports talk show. Sometimes we talk sports. Sometimes we talk about tuna fish sandwiches. It just kind of depends where the mood takes us. Uh, We don't take ourselves very seriously, as you can obviously tell by the beginning of this segment, that uh, I know that I'm not curing cancer or fixing anyone's brain injuries. I'm just talking sports, so I kind of like to have fun with it. But uh, it was a good change for me. I needed to get away from snow and, and, and bad hockey featuring Dave McKegg. So I just, I decided to move to Virginia 
where I don't have snow but still have bad hockey. So it works out perfectly. And you know what? I and I shared this briefly in the introduction, of course, that um, the the reason why I'm where I'm at today is Paul. And I have I have three people that I always like to thank when it comes to where I'm at today with the show and radio. And Paul is number one on that list. And people say, well, this is a Scott tribute show. I, and I would say that I do have a tie for first, Scott and Paul together, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Paul introduced me to Scott. Uh, and then thirdly, I yeah. give love to Scott Sexsmith. Uh, so I got two Scots and a Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are three yeah. individuals that got me right into uh, the radio side. And Paul, yeah. you know, it's funny that you mentioned the, the, the hockey featuring David McKay. I remember when you were leaving, yeah. I can imagine the conversation you had with the Eagles saying, look, you got to talk to this guy named Dave McKay. He doesn't shut up. Uh, and he's great to do play by play. Uh, and you probably just did yeah. it because you wanted to set up everyone's ears to hear me in the twin suits, right? That was your. Right, right. Yeah. That was it. That was- I was, I was, you know, trying on my way out, trying to help, you know, fill, fill the shoes that would be left there. And, uh, <laughs> And, uh, I know Scott ended up doing it, which was great. Um, Scott and I used to play a fun game when we would broadcast together called, let's see if we can crack the other person. Right. So in the midst of our broadcast, we would try to say the most asinine things to each other that actually had to do with whatever we were broadcasting. Right. Like you couldn't just go off on a tangent. Like it had to be it, it had to be relevant to whatever we happened to be broadcasting at the time. And the goal was always to try to break the other person, right? To get them to like just completely lose focus and have to just kind of walk away from 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 each other. And I can tell you it was probably pretty even, um, you know, a lot of times, as people that know me will will attest to, I would go to some pretty outlandish places to break Scott, and he had no problem following me down the rabbit holes, which was a lot of fun. So we had a, an amazing time broadcasting Eagles hockey, Sioux High hockey, um, doing games on uh, on the video stream for the NOJHL. Uh, we did high school basketball together. I mean, it, we did a we did a lot of broadcasting together. But fun story, fun fact that not a lot of people know: when Scott and I first met each other, we hated each other. He thought See, that I, I was a loudmouth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thought I was this loudmouth, brash, arrogant jerk, and I thought he was just a whiny bitch. <laughs> And we we were playing golf together. That's how we met the first time. Ed Crane, who used to manage the Holiday Station in Sault Ste. Marie, was a mutual friend of both of ours. And Scott had just gotten out of the Navy. And Ed was like, hey, my buddy Scott, who used to work with me, just got out of the Navy. He wants to golf with us. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do it. I'm cool with that. Um, I'm not a good golfer, but I'm not a bad golfer, right? Um Scott was terrible. Like, let's be honest. He he was terrible. Um, it would take him five or six shots to get to my to my drive, right? Like, and it just I'm not bragging, like that's just how it was, right? Yeah. And at one point I said something loud enough about Jesus Christ, we should be done by now. Like <laughs> because we were waiting on Scott. And of course he didn't like that. Um we ended up we ended up, he ended up actually working for Ed at the holiday station after the Navy while he was trying to kind of figure out what he wanted to do with the next phase of his life. And I would come in to talk to Ed and, 
Scott and I would kind of chat back and forth and kind of just over the course of months and months and months of me going in to get what we used to call back then Fofos, 44 ounce big mugs of soda, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Fofos. I would go in to get a Fofo and, you know, Scott would be there and you know, I'd talk to him. We ended up making a, a very, very good friendship. Um, he went to the Sioux Evening News to be a sports writer for them. Um, and we were trying to do the EUP game of the week and a couple of other things. And I needed a second play-by-play person. So Scott was the first person I reached out to. And I said, listen, you have to go to these games anyway to cover them for the paper. We'll let you dictate what games you broadcast. I just need someone to broadcast a game for me every, you know, Tuesday and Thursday or Monday and Friday, whatever it happened to be. And, um, he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we had brought him on to do that. Um, and then at the our news director at the time got fired. So I reached out to Scott again and I was like, listen, here's the deal. Tell me what the dollar amount needs to be and we'll make this happen. And we did. And so Scott and I worked together for three or four years um, and and had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, we had a political talk show on Talk Radio 1400 at the time, um, which was literally just us lambasting every town councilor, city commissioner, whatever they whatever stupid thing they said at a meeting. We would spend an hour every day just roasting them, which was fantastic. Um, I did I did have a. a an unnamed uh, child of one of the town councilors in Sioux, Michigan, come to my office to explain to me that I couldn't talk about his mom like that on the radio anymore. Um, so I, I was threatened once. Uh, Did you eh, maybe more than once. You didn't listen. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, out of respect, like I knew the guy. Like I knew oh, the guy. He, I was friendly with him, right? You know. Yeah. So I. I, I just wanted to, you know, like respectfully, I was like, all right, yeah, I won't, I won't talk about your mom like that, but you know, I'm just joking. Right. And he's like, I know you're joking. I had, I had said that we should, she, she was afraid that people were going to throw debris off the top of the parking garage in downtown Sault Ste. Marie. And I said, well, maybe we should just throw her off the parking garage. And looking back on it, not probably the the best thing to say at the time, but you know, It, uh, it was, it was one of those things. And Scott, I remember the look on his face to this day when I said it, like his eyes got big. He's like, I'm going to see him like, did you really, yeah. Did you really just say that? I was like, "Eh, whatever. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, her son's going to show up. with me stop again (laughs) yeah 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 and he was you know substantially larger than me so you know i say out of respect it was probably more fear i was like yeah okay we can do we we'll we'll behave a little bit more so uh yeah 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 just a little bit yeah well we picked other commissioners to threaten to throw off the off of the uh of the parking structure Honestly, you know, the, 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 the history you and him had was definitely lengthy. And I remember when you introduced yeah. him, well, you actually messaged me and you said, hey, Dave, uh, there's a guy who's going to join you for the color side at the Sioux High Games because mm-hmm. how my mm-hmm. intro to radio happened, again, just to yeah. remind everybody, the Eagles, not the Eagles, whoa, backpack, uh, uh, the, the Blue Devils needed a Blue Devils, yeah. yeah, I need a play-by-play guy, and you messaged me, and they said, "Hey, yep. the cat, you know, I'm a Canadian, so I'm not going to get into the money side of things because, nope, right, right, not going to make me slip on this show with that." Um, right, right. I went over there uh, to assist, 
uh, the blue high, yep. the Sui Blue Devils games, and uh, there was someone who was going to join me on them, uh, and you got mm-hmm. Scott to do mm-hmm. it. Scott and I did it, and yep. to tell you, and I, I don't think I ever told you this, but there was a game, <laughs> and we were going back and forth, and it was on live radio, and this was my biggest learning experience ever with Scott. It was the first mm-hmm. time they ever recorded with him. He said a name wrong on on live radio, mm-hmm. which I'm known to do a lot. Uh, right, right. Correct. Yeah, it happens. He corrected him. <laughs> mid, <laughs> mid-live recording. Recording mid-live. Yeah. And I remember Scott, he didn't say anything to me. He didn't get mad at me. Nope, nope. But the look on his face, looking up in the opposite direction to what I was, I, I can yeah. put two and two yeah. together. I benched before in hockey. I know when I did said something wrong. Yeah. Uh, and See, so- now, for, for Scott and I, that would have been a situation where I would have taken advantage of that and used it to try to break him, right? Like, that that's the thing that I was talking about okay. earlier, yeah, yeah. where, like, he would say something, and, and I would... I'd be like, yeah, easy for you to say or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, it, and it, again, it had to be within the context of what we were doing. But, oh, yeah, we would do that stuff together all the time. So, yeah. And I'm bad for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not no Charles Barkley bad. Uh, but, and that, and Scott right, was right. never that bad. Uh, but there was certainly right. uh, that time. And ever since I never corrected him on a word. But now that he yeah. your story, yeah. I kind of wish I would have tried the oh, break yeah. game with them yeah. because we could have tried uh-huh. to break each other a lot. Let me tell you, there was a lot. Oh, of yeah. Studio, yeah. And it's hard. Like if so, I laugh. So that's the funny thing though about Scott, right? Like Scott can put the headset on and be totally professional. Right. But Scott can also put the headset on and like, we would just cut up, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of times, like I would say to, I would say during the broadcast, the jokes are for us folks. If you get them great, if not, we're just going to move on, you know? And, (laughs) and, and we would do that over and over again, just stupid crap like that. And we thought we were hilarious. Like I, I have all of the recordings on a server. Uh, My friend, Roger Mershberger at Sioux, Michigan actually has them all on a server somewhere. I should get those someday and just cut up those segments, but it's, so many hours of you know just us doing hockey and basketball and football and everything else that you know to try to to try to cut all that and condense it down just into me and him trying to mess with each other would take forever but maybe when i retire that can be a side project i only have like oh god a bunch of years left a bunch bunch of years and honestly bunch of years on podbean there's a whole bunch of recordings and a lot of them of course mm. there's over oh my uh i don't want to say 1500 but we're certainly over a thousand recordings that are on there i know that yeah. it might be more yeah i know a large amount of them is obviously scott's and because of our changeover switching mm-hmm. to spotify apple and doing all of that i don't have a lot of the old stuff but everything yeah since podbean in 2017 I, i'm missing things from 2016 unfortunately but mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. it's all there like all the recordings okay and i yeah. i yeah. would love i would uh, find a way the amount of gigabytes that must be to try to get all that and save those recordings mm-hmm. and do little mm-hmm you know, little sound bits or even down the road, uh, yeah. it'd be cool to do like a greetings and salutations segment with his mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Now I know that might, you know, make people feel a little bit more sad, but you know, it, it's right. Right. This, this show, the game sports show or the game sports podcast, whatever you still want to call it. I'm letting listeners do what they want, despite what the legal name of 
yeah. is now. Um, greetings and salutations is something that has, will never be said on the show unless you heard the intro of the show right at the beginning uh, in tribute yeah. to him, right? And that's where yeah. well, you can't – like that Podbean side of things, like everything that's on there, that's gold. And I've listened to some of the old mm-hmm. – he would mm-hmm. have a good time on there with those jokes. His laugh was iconic on recordings. Oh, yeah. And when so, laughed, so fun fact – Fun fact about that, one of the things that we do on the drive is guests that have been with us for a long enough period of time where we really kind of know them and know their quirks and, you know, all of that stuff, we'll give them what we call walk-up music, right? Like, and sometimes it's legitimately something they like, and sometimes it's just us being jerks because that's how we roll. Um, Scott was the first person that ever had one of those. And my old producer, like seven or eight producers ago, Brian Reed, actually cut up a bunch of me introducing Scott Nason. So it's me just over and over again saying Scott Nason and then like Scott's laugh. Like, so it's, it, it's like Scott Nason, Scott Nason, Scott Nason, and then Scott laughing. Right. And we, we splice that in with a bunch of, um, Oh God, Selena Gomez songs, because at the time Scott had this thing for Selena Gomez, which was a little weird, but that's okay. It's each their own. And, um, and so it was, that was all in there. And Scott was the originator. He was the first person on the show to ever have his own walk-up music. That's awesome. I see. I thought... Honestly, these are stories I don't know, and I thought maybe you would have tested yeah. one with you the game no. or mm-hmm. wrestling related, like Scott yeah. you hottie or can you dig it? By I, like I'm yeah. surprised you didn't request any of that from you. <laughs> I I would I would regularly come on the radio with Scott, and I would start every segment with I can't believe I don't have walk up music. I cannot believe that there is no intro music for me. Like, this is crap. You come on my show, you have intro music. Like, I get no intro music from you, Scott. And he would just laugh and he'd be like, ah, we're working on it. And he never was working on it. But, you know, it was just, again, it was one of those. The jokes are for me and Scott. If you get them, great. If you don't, we'll just keep moving, right? Like, and that was that was how we operated. Yeah, and there was a lot of those insides, inside jokes, right? And you caught them after you record with them for a time. You get it, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. it's funny because the four horsemen, which I related to earlier, was uh, myself, Butch, mm-hmm. DJ, and Scott. Uh, but there was always yep. a secret person to that horseman, and it's you because you were the mm-hmm. I like to say the, the person at the top because it was you that connected all of us <laughs> together, right? Uh, but yeah. there was yeah. there yeah. was a time when we were on live radio for one hour, okay, and you know live right. radio better than anybody. You're strict on time. And I always make yep. a joke saying that's why I don't do radio anymore the show either because mm-hmm. I don't follow, I'm not going yep. straight. It's like right now we're at 20 right. minutes. We planned only 15. So right. <laughs> yeah, our 15-minute segment's gone a little long. Exactly. Uh, but that yeah. aside, it's, this was the why we did the one-hour off-air because we used to just right. for it'd be one hour and Scott's giving me the yeah. time, but it's Butch yeah. talking or DJ talking. Yeah. And then EJ would yeah. say a smart comment to me that would piss me off. And then I would go into it. And Scott's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, 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 we're in the studio until 9 o'clock. We're supposed yeah. to be done at 8. You know, like it's uh, right. those little right. inside on-air stuff. You got to make it fun. Yeah. Like, it's great to talk about the story. That's it. But yep. if you can, whatever you can do, and it's good that you have those memories kind of like joke yeah. with them or try to make them crack. Those, those, are, those are neat yeah. stories. Yeah, I, I, uh, I miss him every day. Um, 
I am planning a. I'll, I'll, I'll give no details, but I will tell you that I am planning a tribute to Scott, which will happen in December. Um, it has nothing to do with the radio or podcasting, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. Dave knows what I'm doing, um, but I'm just going to kind of leave it out there for the people. Um, you can you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you want, uh, or on Facebook, and you'll you'll see it at some point. I think it's December 9th is is when I'm doing it. So. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I've got the blessing from family members, so I'm I'm very excited for this. But uh, you know, it's one of those things that I I, I honestly wish I didn't. I, I wish I wish it wasn't something that I could do. You know, I I would much rather I would much rather every Thursday have Scott on the air with me, still playing that. I left. In fact, I left that intro up on my hotkeys for almost an entire year. I I just recently this last month, last in August, I just recently took it off with my hotkeys. Um, and the only reason I took it off was because I needed to replace it with someone that was currently on the show. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, this is, this is kind of where I'm at right now. You know, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where every day I could look at the hotkeys and see that, you know, it just says Scott Nason on there. Right. And it was literally just, it's still saved though in the computer at any point in time, I could pull it out and uh and run it um and in fact when i did his tribute um after i got back from his funeral that was the last thing i played um on the on the tribute was was that intro and i said just for the last time i'm gonna play this and it was one of those it was one of those moments i i full disclosure i pre-recorded it i was like there's no way that I think I can get through this if I do it live. I was able to do the pre-record in one take. Um, I did have to pause a couple of times and edit out the pauses, but um, I knew if I tried to do it live on the air, there was no way I could. So, you know, it's no. it's kind of you, you do what you have to do, especially in those situations. See, both, and I think you'll agree with this. You and I are definitely social individuals, uh, opinionated mm-hmm. individuals, and mm-hmm. you know, they. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that we like to be loose in terms of these conversations yeah. a bit more, right? Yes. That's what we're comfortable with. So, like, like mm-hmm. I also mentioned at the beginning to listeners, different segments of the show is going to have a different feel of comfort because of mm-hmm. who we're bringing on, like uh, who's doing who's a yeah. tribute show. And, you know, they're a good story you shared there because, you know, mm-hmm. the hotkeys, I, I know people may not know what hotkeys are. Maybe they do. We don't need to get into an explanation of that. But <laughs> the only point that I wanted to to bring up about that is, you know, you and I both are social individuals. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this we can admit if there's pre-recording or recording, especially with a circumstance right. like this, because as I mentioned, yes, we are social, but uh, we... We're ones that have personalities that like to laugh, but there are obviously there's been challenging times, and this has been one of them, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we both got back to radio because of what we were accustomed to for for so long, right? Uh, it, yeah, yeah. And honestly, what we're doing now is something that Scott uh, you're proud of with the show. Uh, he obviously he loved your show. Uh, he he loves everyone that's taking part of this tribute show and everyone listening. And overall, uh, mm-hmm. you had it on there for one year. And truthfully, uh, you moving on to replace it for the way that you did, it makes sense. It's not like you just did it anyways. It's just because you right. did it. And uh, yeah. despite, like I said, us being strong personalities, you know, it's, there are times yeah. where it could be challenging to record things. And it's okay that you had to pre-record that because we're pre-recording this for a lot of reasons right. as well. Right. <laughs> um, yep. But what I wanted to get to now, Paul, unfortunately, I 
I got to get to the conclusion portion of this. You and I have already extended this segment about seven or so minutes, and I, and I knew when I had you on, uh, and between yourself and Butch, uh, I, I got to make sure I allow that I just cut it to 10 minutes, uh, but I want to make sure I try to give everyone as fair time as I can. So uh, this is where, unfortunately, we get to the saddest part of each segment is where we're going to say our goodbyes. But uh, this is something that was a happy segment to celebrate somebody who yeah. was a big part of both of our lives. And uh, despite me knowing you in my junior hockey days, uh, it's true that, you know, Scott kept us as friends and kept us yeah. in touch, right? Uh, Yep. As much as you may not be happy of that, or maybe you are, <laughs> uh, that aside, um, I want to say thank you uh, very much for sharing your stories, uh, sharing a few laughs here, but uh, sharing some good memories of Scott and some good uh, some good content for our listeners to remember Scott by and really see uh, what the effect that he had from a professional level, a good friend level, mm -hmm. a funny level, uh, and it's been great connecting with you on this uh, on this tribute show for Scott this year. Well, let's uh, let's do it again and not wait until we have to do another tribute show. How about that? I would certainly welcome that. And as I, we said on air, and I'll tease listeners, I'm going to start bringing Paul on the odd uh, time uh, and to come on as a guest, talk a little bit of football or talk a little bit of sports with me just to – well, because of who he is overall as a person, but he's also a good radio personality and a known radio personality. So there's a lot of asset to that uh, for the show. But that aside, we'll make sure that we have you on soon. And again, as you said, we'll make sure that we keep in touch uh, more often than waiting the one year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's always good to go down memory lane. Unfortunately, we have to do it, but it's a good thing to do, I think. So thank you for having me on, Dave. 100%. And you can check out Paul. He's talked about it. We talked about it a couple of times if you want to continue to hear his voice. I like hearing his voice. I only say that once. I only admit that once. Uh, I love his content. Uh, you can check him out on social media and all the platforms that we mentioned, and you'll be able to hear him on here in the near future as well. So thanks again, Paul. Uh, we're gonna, Or Junior. I got to say Junior to sign off the love for the last time. I don't want to say Paul. I got to still call you Junior. I got to get out of that. That's, That's, That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we're going to take I'll a quick it. We're gonna take a breather. And uh, when we take our, after we take my breather, like I said, this is com no commercials. I need to take a sip of my beverage so I don't lose my voice because yeah, I, I don't want to do that. I need to be able to talk because yeah. everybody knows me. Uh, but uh, we're going to get to the second portion of the show, and that is going to be bringing in EJ Russell. Uh, and I will ask the story that Paul told me to bring up uh, about how he got on the show. It's going to be fun. Uh, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue here on the Game Sports Podcast, uh, the Scott Nason Tribute Show. And uh, as I said, don't go anywhere. Lots more to come here. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host here on the Scott Nason Tribute Show in 2023. I am now joined here for the second segment of the show. Uh, I should say after the intro, so the second guest of the show, rather the one and only. EJ Russell, one of the members of the four original four horsemen. EJ, good to see you, my friend. Uh, yo, happy to be here as always. Uh, this is a weirder show, I'll say, because we're honoring uh, one of our good ones and one of the best ones and, and one of the ones when it comes to the game sports show, the games po podcast, TGM Network, 91N, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Uh, none of this is possible without this man in particular. Now, I'm happy to talk about him. We're sad that he's gone, but happy to be here and, and talk about Scott. 
see, that's a good way to put it. And that's how we talked about it with other guests was that last year, we did this edition last year, but it was a, we did a Canadian edition and an American edition of the show. 1400, I should mention the proper proper broadcasting station for it. And we did a Canadian upload. And for that upload, um, it was a challenge for us, right? It was really fresh. And then for a month and a half of the show, we did take a pause. Uh, it was it was needed. We needed to really get our bearings straight. And I'm probably going to say this reminder on every every uh, guest that we have on. But, uh, so I'll try to limit that. But we wanted to spend this tribute as as positive as we can you know it's been a it's been a growth year for the show changes and a lot of good things coming in 2024 that we're excited about and a big part of it it was still scott this all these motions that are occurring are because of scott knew about them uh because it was discussed since COVID. uh so uh, this is uh more we want to make this more of a celebration uh tribute a celebration of his life and how great of an effect yes he had on the show and end of our lives so dj i want to pass it on to you because I was told by Junior in the very last segment, I um, can't remember now if it was on the air or off air, we talked about a lot, obviously we went a little bit extended, um, but we we talked about how you got on the show, and you and I have talked about this on uh, multiple in the pockets, multiple podcasts, I think we talked about it on 1400 editions, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a known conversation, but you know, I think it's good to start with it. Uh, and let you tell the story. Uh, so uh, just to remind listeners, what was the reasoning and how did you become a part of the game family? So no free ads, but uh, we'll start with that. But I mean, it's necessary to tell the story. But I was managing a cell phone chain at the time. Uh, granted, I didn't know any of the guys affiliated with this show in any way, shape or form. And so <clears throat> I used to frequent uh, an establishment in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, called the Wicked Sister. And I would usually go there, I guess, on like Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, because I, I never had seen what I saw this day. And I get off work this particular Monday and I walk in. And for anybody that's ever been to the Wicked Sister, uh, now he's an elected official in the city of Sault Ste. Marie. But then the bartender, uh, the world famous Scotty Tuhati, uh, Scotty was bartending. And I walked in and he knew who I was. and. I said, Scotty, what, what the heck's going on over here? Now, if I walked in this way, right, from my point of view, immediately to my left against the wall uh, is a guy wearing a baseball cap and this uh, definitely Canadian fellow with some swift back hair sitting there talking sports. And behind them, there's a banner that says Eagle 95.1. And I'm like, Scotty, what is this? And he goes, oh, my God, EJ, you're going to I'm not going to pretend to butcher his accent, but you'd know Scotty's accent if if he was here. Uh, he said, oh, my God, EJ, you're going to love it. It's a sports show. You love sports. Just here's a beer. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm, I like sports talk radio. So yeah, sold. I'll stay. I'll hang out a little bit longer than maybe I meant to. And I definitely did. So I'm listening. And at the time you guys were talking about a Steelers game because I remember Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, I believe were uh, still on the team. And I remember you guys misquoted stat lines for each of them. And I just remembered it. I banked it in my head. I didn't say anything about it. And then you guys keep going on in the show and I'm keep listening. You guys are making your points. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then it came to shootouts and hockey. Now, by the time we've got to this point in the show, I've had about three or four Michigan craft beers, <laughs> the good stuff, the, the, the diesel fuel, if you will. And so 
I'm leaning back kind of like this. Just they're over here. I'm listening. They're behind me at this point, right? They're like back right where this wall is. So I'm kind of listening back like this. And they're talking about why they did not like shootouts in the NHL. Just neither of them wanted it. It was hokey. It was it was cheeky. And at this point, again, three or four good beers deep, good six, seven, eight percent beers deep. I go, you guys are both wrong. I, I didn't even realize I'd said it out loud until after it came out. Scott, being the ultimate professional he was after I so rudely interrupted the show, tries to catch a drunk guy slipping. Pro move. I would have done the exact same thing. And he goes, well, apparently one of the patrons at the bar has something he'd like to add. Sir, would you like to contribute? And I'm pretty sure we could still find the clip somewhere. Oh, it's, it's on Podbean somewhere. And, and this is an exact, this is not an exact quote, but it's something along these lines. And, and I leaned in and I was like, first of all, you got this stat line and this stat line wrong talking about the Steelers game. And then I went into this rant about why shootouts were good for the NHL. And I, you know, essentially getting a tie in a regular season game is like kissing your sister. Nobody wants to go to a regular season game and see a tie. And then I referenced this. And this is, I think, where Scott's jaw dropped to the floor and Dave's too. I rattled off this example of, Back in like the second year of the shootout, the New York Rangers were playing against uh, the Washington Capitals, and Olive Kolzig was the goaltender. And they were in like the twenty-somethingth round of the shootout. And again, go ahead and fact-check me. It felt like the tw- it was either the twenty-something shooter or the twenty-something round. It was insanely long. And Merrick Malik, number eight for the New York Rangers, comes up, and he had not put a puck in the net all year long. Goes in on Kolzig, a guy that nobody expected to be in this position. Puts the puck between his legs, flips it over Kolzig's shoulder, raises his stick up like he had scored 100 goals before, and just was like, come on. And the place goes bananas. And, and you, you don't get a moment like that without shootouts in the NHL. And I end my rant. Scott and Dave are like. And then we were silent. Me and Scott never been Scott silent. goes, we're going to go commercial break, and we'll be right back on the Game Sports Show at Eagle 95.1. Don't leave. And he just looks at me and says, don't move. I'm like, oh, God, I just I ruined the show by being a drunk guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so long story short, at the end of the program, Dave and Scott introduced themselves. And Scott said, well, why don't you come ne- back next week and we'll put a headset on you. And, of course, at this point, I'm, I'm drunk. And I said to Scott, if you put a headset on me, I'll be back every week since. And Voila. here we are. There we are. And literally, when you came Whoops. on the show, you brought of energy that we wanted and needed and the original four horsemen the other it's one is butch and i never get along and you and butch davis who will be someone that we have on on, on this tribute show and course. please so tell cool. him i said hello and w- ask him who he thinks gonna win tonight but if it's pittsburgh just tell him he's wrong <laughs> i'm sure he'll say cleveland i don't think anyone's taking any pittsburgh, game, anyone's pittsburgh. but you had you brought an energy and that's what changed everything with the show us four together you and Butch arguing, me and Scott laughing at everything and just pretending. And you would always you would always just poke the bear and get one of us oh, one more step further. Yeah, and yeah, Scott yeah. just sat back and let it happen, you know? Yeah, he was the quarterback. Scott was the quarterback of the show to light up the agenda. Uh, I don't want to say I was the running back at, by any means. I'd like to see more of the receiver because I would catch you with a cocky dance in the end zone type deal. Like a tight end. Yeah, you're like I, a tra- would, you're like a George Kittle. You could certainly go out and make the plays, but sometimes you set up the blocks so that the others could could do their thing. I'd say you're a George Kittle. Yeah, and I like the poke bear. Oh, do I love getting in there? And do I love trying to get the 
I'm always pumped up because I don't want to be the one getting pumped up at a point. I want you guys to get pumped up at a point. And Scott knew that, and we it all jived well. And we went from Eagle 95.1 to, to, to 1400 AM ESPN. You you went on and did uh, the Hot Seat podcast. You went on and did uh, radio work uh, as well. That is a different and, company, yep. Yeah, exactly. You It, it grew from that. That instant, the Wicked Sister, grew to be uh, a big moment in your life. And ever since then, you've been on a pocket podcast. I've only been, missed one season of that show, believe it or not. Yeah, literally. You've been on seven years, the longest standing show next to the Monday edition of the show. i got to make sure I stress that. Even though I've taken over the Monday show as a whole new different demographic, it's still considered the Monday show, which is the longest running show. But the sports show is in the pocket. Now, I will say this just to tease the upcoming episode in the pocket here. Dave and I are currently tied at 2020 in this week's pick and overall. So this is a big night for Dave. He might finally get to get the number one spot. We'll find out on the next episode. Honestly, it's it's been a long time. I've been a little bit more. Absurd. I've never lost. This will be embarrassing. <laughs> I need King needs to be dethroned once. Uh, but EJ, before before I let you go, because we're already at the, the ten minute mark, yeah. that story was very important that we wanted to make sure. It's a should. long story, but it's worth telling. Good story. I want you, and I'm going to put you on the spot, prepared or not. I want you to share a memory about Scott. Sad, positive, happy, whatever you'd like to do. I'm going to give you the floor on a memory that would uh, really get the listeners going that you uh, that stands out in your brain. I don't know if I'm fully prepared to answer that question when it comes to a memory, but I did have a couple of thoughts prepared. And one of the things that I'll say about Scott Nason was he was never afraid to embrace change, whether that was bringing me in as a regular contributor on Eagle 95.1 or when he made the phone call to you, Butch, myself, asking, hey, do we want to make the change to ESPN 1400? To which all of us were like, duh, you know what I mean? But the fact that he wasn't afraid to make that change, the fact that he embraced our opinions, he didn't, he allowed us, including myself, to be creative when it came to you doing in the pocket with the guys, all the other content that we have now. He was on the first ever episode of the Hot Seat Podcast with me and Tyler Willett. I mean, he embraced everyone's ideas. He never shied away from what it is that each of us thought we could bring to the table, whether that was me and Butch sitting there arguing back and forth because, you know, God only knows that everybody loves a little bit of banter in a sports show, whether it was me and Butch going at it and at the end of the show, you know, when the mics were off, you know, okay, I love you, talk to you next week or whatever it was. Uh, to doing this every single week with you. Uh, you know, we certainly miss Scott, but his inspiration is there and his ideas are there with each and everything that we do. And, you know, we can't wait until all of us get to hear one day again greetings and salutations from our dear buddy. 100%. EJ, I know you didn't hear the, the intro, but it's that's what I opened the show. It had to be. Had to be. Yeah, and, and that's how I had to. It's semi-retired it. on this program. It is. It is. It only gets mentioned on this. On this. On this trip. Yeah, it's like wearing number forty-two in baseball. Everybody does it one day a year. Exactly. Exactly. And EJ, I appreciate those. Those like hearing those memories, those thoughts, and the listeners do as well. And it's, you know, we. I know 
we could talk for hours. All of us could talk for a whole day, if not more, about their memories with Scott. But uh, everything that we touched on today, it was uh, I, we, we appreciate hearing those points from you. And I know uh, Scott, the, the, the vibe of Scott, I like to call it, lives on on the show as we continue to transition into our continued growth and it, um, and the change. And the reason why we're all over the change, there's, there's, people don't realize this, but there's 12 of us on the Game Sports Podcast family. 12. If you want to count 91N, you don't. We're two different entities. But there is six other members combined with 91N. Oh, it spurs off it. It counts. It It, totally counts. It's 18 of us then in total that work together on this. And it started with one. And then it grew to me. And then it grew to EJ. And then, or Butch, sorry, kind of get that right. Yeah. And then it grew to EJ. Then it grew to Justin. And then you keep going up from there. Um, and the people, even though we have two casual members on the show, uh, one of them being with us from day one, too, but everyone remained together on this. And a big part of that was because of Scott's attitude that rubbed off on everybody. And he was the influence of all the shows that we have today. So, EJ, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Uh, we're going to take another quick breather. Like I said at the beginning of the show, this is commercial-free, but I need to take a sip of my beverage between each segment to make sure I don't lose my voice. Uh, but we're going to be bringing on Rob Horn, uh, who, who is the color commentator with Scott Neeson on the Eagles hockey. Uh, and he had some beauty stories last year. So I'm sure he'll have some good things to share with us this time. EJ, thanks for taking the time uh, to come on and share your uh, tribute stories. Appreciate you having me. See ya. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing the Scott Nason Tribute Edition here, 2023. Uh, getting to our third guest joining, who you heard on the radio as well with Scott uh, through hockey games. It could have been through on uh, hockey TV. It could have been through our Game Sports Podcast channels and platforms. Uh, but I got the luxury of knowing this individual uh, through Scott briefly. Uh, and then obviously... Um, we ended up connecting further after the unexpected passing of Scott's. Um, and right behind me is the, is a shirt that everybody can see that I do support a lot. It is in front of one of our key sponsors on the Game Sports Podcast. So I apologize about that, but I think this that makes this makes sense. It's an exemption on the show. Um, his name is Rob Horn. Uh, you, if you are a follower of Eagles hockey or you've been a follower of hockey in general with Scott, you would have heard his voice. So no further ado, let's bring him in. Rob, I appreciate you coming on. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. It's great to see you again. Nice to talk to you again. Um, yeah. It's always fantastic to, to, to see the group of guys that uh, all work together and work so well. You know what? Honestly, we're just talking about this with Paul and EJ. It started with what? And that was Scott. The heartbeat had the coffee with the coach podcast. And then he brought me on and we changed over to the game and it grew from there. Now we have 12 of us that are together on the show and we've stayed together and we have united and gotten stronger. And it's a, what happened over the past year has been obviously a, a change for the show. Obviously not just our name and who we're powered by that aside. It's been an adjustment to get our bearings down. It's been, it's been a change to what direction we want to go with certain shows that Scott had the forefront on. Um, and, you know, you were right there with Scott through a lot of the Eagles games, uh, good and bad games. You guys had great fun recordings. I, I know Scott was always enjoying the recordings, and Scott was always a, a busy individual uh, outside of working his full-time job. He, he, he considered this a full-time job with the show, but even just doing a lot of the recordings that he did at hockey games. 
you were there with them, and I want you to share a lot of experiences. I'm sure you and Scott shared a lot of heart-to-hearts during commercial breaks and intermissions at those hockey games. So, yeah, I initially met Scott. Um, as he came in, he was working with the Eagles as the play-by-play generator um, on basically the one platform. That was hockey television. Um, in a short time, we were able to get uh, – the radio station, the local station, Sovereign to come in and they had put some pieces together and, and all of a sudden he's now simulcasting on the uh, t- uh, hockey television as well as the radio. Um, over the years, he worked with uh, Larry Pazabon, who was absolutely fantastic. Him and Larry became incredibly good friends over time. Um, I got to work side by side with him as I ran camera and did a million other things to uh, make every show what it was, which at the end of the day, I mean, it was, as Scott would more than once, more than once he had said, it was, it was like watching a production of, you know, like something on ice because I was, you know, from one end of the rink to the other end of the rink, I was helping him getting him an internet connection and getting him, you know, it was, it was always something, you know, between the two of us. And we, uh, we handled a lot. And um, there, there's no question that some of the best, moments I had were definitely as much as we laughed, we made fun of refs, we made fun of, you know, everything that we said on air, the stuff that we said off air normally had nothing to do with the game. And it was, it was just a, it was a lot of friendly friendship, you know, dad advice, kid advice, what's happening at school. Um, Incredible conversations. You know, just, I mean, it was incredible conversations that we had. You know what? He was he was such a passionate individual. When he got on a topic, like especially about soccer, and I'm going to talk about that with Daniel Scarpino when he gets on. <laughs> but he started talking about soccer, about Chelsea and the football. Tigers, the football, and football. Yes, got to say it right. Uh, there was there was a passion in his voice, but his laugh is something that I always hear. And obviously, I know you didn't hear the introduction, but I I opened the show with his famous uh, catchphrase, and I always said that sh- that phrase would only would never be said on the show but it's like jackie robinson day like you just said number 42 you wear it one day and on this tribute show it made sense i can't i can't start the show with booyah like i usually do or a positive way and then even that way just it only sounds right to say greetings and salutations right and he absolutely and he would say it on the eagles uh and he had a format when he did it it was greetings and salutation this is scott mason with eagle with hockey tv or with he had he had that persona, and it's truthfully, uh, he was somebody who brought energy and made your broadcast better. Uh, and you working with him that closely, and he shared some of the ref stories that he <laughs> that he shared. But there was nothing in comparison to some of the ref stories that I heard about when he was refing basketball games, uh, with his, or not refing now. Umping, sorry, umping baseball, but doing umping broadcasting, uh, umping baseball, and doing uh, uh, broadcasting basketball games too high. <laughs> some of those stories I heard about some of the refs call. I'm like, well, Scott, how old are these refs that are that are that are up there for high school? He's like, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Make the call, you know, and find ways to get him going because that was hard. That was hard to like, get him really passionate or aggressively going. You had to poke the bear a little bit, uh, but when he was on a topic it was uh it was uh it was a hell of a ride each time he made each story entertaining even, even if it wasn't the most uh, exciting topic the easiest way for me to get under his skin at a hockey game 
was if we were down to the last, we'll say three to five minutes and the game was tied. And I would look over and I would say, man, I really hope we go to a shootout. <laughs> he would just, he, he'd give me that look like, I want to slap you, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> he, yeah, and, then, and then he would go into this. Yeah, I get about a thirty-six explan- ex- second explanation on air of why he thought shootouts were absolutely a waste of time. Oh, and that's such a good plug that you're doing because just on the last segment, EJ got on the Game Sports Show, Game Sports Podcast. He's a staff member on the show because, and a family member we call him, we call him staff or family, family on the show. Because he yelled at Scott and I during a live recording at the Wicked Sister about how much he liked shootouts because of the American illegal and Olympic goals. I remember Scott's face. He was actually speechless because you got this intoxicated individual at a bar talking about a shootout. And he's on live air and he's got to cut to commercial saying, okay, we're going to go to commercial. He's like, and he gets into it with, with EJ at the, at the bar about shootouts. But you're 100% right. And if it's a tie and you jinx that, oh, he would just be in an uproar. He doesn't want to see a shootout. No, no, never wanted to see a shootout. The one thing, like I say, there were you know just certain things that we never said. I know, you know, as you, somebody who skated, you you never you never said shut out before the game was over, but you always, I mean, that was you never said shootout in the last five minutes because he would he would sit there and almost stew. You could see his legs start tapping. He'd start tapping a pen. He'd be he'd like, I'd get I'd get the look about every thirty five seconds. He'd just give me the look, and it's like. Shoot, I'll be really good right now, Scott. And you just keep poking and poking and poking. And then if it went to a shootout, let me just tell you, you know, I, I be we would get that thirty second break for commercial, and the first thing out of his mouth, well, are you happy now? <laughs> are you happy now, Rob? Are you happy now? <laughs> and if, several times I would look at him with that real smart ass look and be like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it, you know what? I, I've been so indifferent about shootouts. Uh, I am on the Scott side with it a bit. Uh, I kind of wish it wasn't. But, you know, there's been a lot of good shootout moments. NHL, NCAA, OHL, junior hockey. It doesn't matter. There's been some exciting moments with, with shootouts. But he absolutely despised them in a way that was almost weird. <laughs> because he would do anything. To not have it, you know, he he would do any. He would hope the power goes out. He would hope something happens to cancel that game before a shootout happens. He uh, once, and what was really bad is, like I say, my son was a goaltender. So once I, I gave him an explanation one night, and I said, you know, I said for me, I mean, I can see both sides of it. But however, for me to have a shootout, it's 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 kind of like you're giving the one player that hasn't had the opportunity the entire game to do something that alters the entire game, which is the goaltender. And I said, it's, it's kind of like giving him the puck and telling him to score. I mean, he's, he's going to determine the game, literally. And uh, he's like, well, I can see what you're saying. He says, but can't we just get five more minutes of five on five or three on three or just, 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 you know, just a little bit. I was actually just about to say that. I'm glad you said because I was going to say I wish there was five more minutes of three-on-three hockey. <laughs> but I, I know that's something that Scott used to passionately say, and it's, it's, rubbing, off, it's rubbed off on me a little bit. And yep. It is exciting. Three-on-three is very, very exciting. Uh, is it more exciting than the shootout? Yeah, I, I, I'll say. I'll be that I think guy. it is. I'll, I'll be that guy now to say that, yeah, it is. Uh, it I'll is. be the passionate shootout 
against guy. That'll, that'll be me. Uh, but honestly, Rob, what I'll do, I know uh, these segments, we, we got them all uh, timed out uh, in terms of how, how much we're trying to give each guest. And I told DJ, I said, well, Paul stole 12 minutes from you. And I said, the platform that I'm recorded on, the issue stole 35 minutes from everybody. Uh, <laughs> so I, what I want to do as we start training into taking a breather before Butch comes on the show, uh, I want to give you the floor on something that stands out for you in your memory about Scott before we before we wrap up. Uh, as you know, we're we're continuing this tribute show here on the Game Sports Podcast for Scott Neeson. Uh, more of I like to call it more of a celebration of life. This this episode because last year when we did the recording, it was hard. It was it was a challenge. Uh, this year, it's not any easier. Everybody wish any which way, but if you wanted to focus on the positive and what positive effects he's had, and you shared some good tales so far, but I want you to bring up one more that listeners would like to hear that stands out with Scott uh, that sticks in your in your brain. You know, like I say, that, that Scott was far more to me than just somebody that I stood next to and worked with. Um, simply because there were there were several times where I would show up to the rink and he could tell that something wasn't quite right, and uh, he would you know he wouldn't pry, he wouldn't ask. He would just give me that, uh, you know, hey, are you are you ready for tonight's show? And that was normally my cue to be like, you know what, this this is what's going on, man. And um, his passion for not only life but people, I think, is the one thing that's going to stick with me more than anything. I mean, our broadcasts were fun. The time we had it was fun. The conversations after or before a game were always interesting. If we knew that kids were getting penalties, we would talk about it. And there was there was so many things. You know, Bruno had a meltdown, or you know, whatever it was, we you know we discuss it. And th- those were always good conversations. But his passion for people. I mean, everything from his job to work to to just. I mean, he knew how to get me to say, you know what, this is. It. And before the end of the night. We would we would have a conversation where he would give me almost like some parental dad advice, and I mean we were fairly close in age, so it was kind of odd to have you know both of us doing this back and forth where you know if it was a kid problem or if it was this problem is something with with the you know the wife at home or whatever it was. Yeah. He just he he had a passion for people, and everything that he did, which is why I stuck with it as long as I did, and. And I, you know, I've discussed doing other things moving forward. Um, it has everything to do with what he brought to the people and what he left me with was, you know, being able to, to connect with somebody that that you may not normally connect with on a level that I might not have anything to say about, which yeah. football. Football is a prime example. Um, I'd never seen Scott, Scott almost like, Billy, our goaltending coach from Canada, would come up, and him and Scott would stop, and it was almost it was indifferent because you almost wanted to see Scott put on something with a tie and get his pinky out, and him and Billy would have this conversation, and I wouldn't have a clue. No one in the room knew what they were talking about, but those two, they there was a connection, and you know, I I guess I didn't ever see anybody who didn't respect the man simply based on how he cared for people. You know what? Honestly, I I'm gonna probably share a story in a, in the fifth segment. So I know I know kind of start. You know what he wants to kind of bring up a little bit. And there was two special this show that Scott was a part of. Uh, sorry, one in particular. So he was a part of a lot. It's not what I mean. But there was one that he was supposed to join. Uh, 
uh, but he couldn't because he had to do a recording uh, that night for, for a game. And, you know, the, these two individuals actually called me. The one that even didn't get the chance to know where me Scott as a recording, he knew how much he meant as he heard me talking about uh, and how I said Scott would apologize that he couldn't make it on the show. He even reached out to former NHL player Kelly Rudy, and I'll talk about it a little bit more in number five. But he, the effect that Scott had even without meeting people, even when meeting someone, James Livingston, did that special edition recording. James called me. It was even a bit emotional because they were talking about soccer because he played hockey in Europe, right? It, it's the effect that he had. I, call, I like calling it as easy as it is, Scott Mason. And it's the fact that it's contagious. It's just somebody that rubs off on you in a positive way and is able to help get the best out of you and make a day that may have been sour taste like a chef's kiss. You know, it tastes like a perfectly made steak. It tastes like a perfectly yep. made chicken, right? It's delicious because it's, he was someone that was a delight to be around, right? And that's a good tale to share because, you know, there was, you had a connection there with him that was more than just talking sports. It was something outside of work. And that's what people want to hear, that he wasn't just someone behind a mic or good at his job or a great father, a great husband. He was just an, an overall great friend, uh, which, you know, is something to value. And uh, I always say love. I love Scott Ace. I don't say I love. I don't like saying love because even when I do the show, it's, I feel like it's something that he's with us doing it still. It's something that he started, right? It's something that we're continuing to do. And look at what introduced you. He introduced me to you. He introduced me to Paul. He introduced me like everyone. A lot of the people that you connect with are because of the people you hang around with. And he's a positive someone that was to be around. So, Rob, what I want to do, I know I took a little bit of extra time there at the end. I want to say thank you for taking the time to join and talk uh, to talk with me and to get to share with the listeners and viewers a little bit of back almost got something that was on your mind to share as well as some of the hockey stories talking about the shootout. We've heard that a couple of times. I know the listeners are going to laugh hearing that because that's something that stands out. Um, I want to say thank you for, for taking the time. I know you and I are going to definitely keep in touch. Uh, going forward so i uh, appreciate you coming on to share your share your share your tales absolutely and i appreciate the opportunity like i say uh it, you know moving forward I, this is a fantastic tribute there's absolutely no question and uh <clears throat> yeah. i think uh this this is something that's going to grow for you uh, is simply because there's a lot of people out there that i think scott touched that uh yeah. they they, they want to give something back that he left yeah, and this is something that's big. And I know there's a lot of people uh, that still tune in. And, and I know his, uh, when I was talking to his dad at his funeral, he said he would continue to tune in. And I actually haven't mentioned his dad yet on this recording. But I remember when I did talk to his dad at his funeral, my goodness, mirror image. It, it, yep. it was it's literally a mirror image down to the facial expressions. And I still see. Well, that was one of the hardest conversations that I've had to date was at, uh, was at that time. But Rob, you and I will definitely keep in touch. I want to say thank you. We have, again, and uh, we have Butch Davis waiting in the wind. Uh, some A lot of people haven't heard the Butch Davis sounds here on the Game Sports Podcast for the past about 10 or 11 months. Um, and Butch has his own podcast. He's going to come on and share some tales, as have Rob, EJ, and Paul have. we still got uh, Butch and Daniel coming up here on the Scott Nates Tribute Show. Again, Rob, thank you very much. Appreciate it. We're going to take a quick breather, just a very quick breather. As I mentioned, commercial-free broadcast here today. And when we get back, we'll have Butch Davis. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to join you here on the Scott Nason Tribute Edition 2023. 
<laughs> it's been uh, quite the addition so far. A lot of a lot of emotional uh, and a lot of celebratory stories told of the great Scott Nason, uh, the true heartbeat of the game sports show or the game sports podcast, whatever which way you'd like to call it. Uh, and somebody that we have coming on right now is somebody who is a part of the original Four Horsemen and has been a part of this show uh, since the show has started at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, whatever which way you want to put it, when there was the name change to the game. And it's the one and only Butch Davis. He has his own podcast, Butch on Sports. Butch, my friend, it's great to connect with you. Uh, I know given the circumstances uh, of, of this particular show, we're definitely happy to see you uh, and hope all is well. Oh, very much so there. And thanks for having me. Of course, Butch. Now, obviously, you and Scott did Never mind one one recording a week. <laughs> you guys did multiple recordings a week. You guys were commonly uh, and routinely in touch, uh, much like myself, uh, with the show that you do, with uh, other involvement that you have. You guys knew each other for quite some time. And I know a lot of people, when they clicked on this show, they were looking for your name. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people, maybe they listened to everything and I hope they did, but maybe some people, a good amount of people probably fast forwarded to this section to hear you. Uh, because obviously when you think of Scott's recordings, uh, the, your, your name is right up there with him, right? All the time. You, you guys were, uh, really close to doing a lot of recordings. So I want to give you the floor on, uh, and reminding listeners on how you and Scott got connected, uh, but some stories and history that you can share about yourself, and Scott. Well. We got connected kind of weird here. I knew some friends that was up in the Upper Peninsula working and whatnot there, and uh, they were listening to always the podcast, and they kind of suggested that me and Scott get together. Well, it took about a month before we actually got together because I didn't know that this guy was so doggone busy, and I was <laughs> as well because I was doing writing and whatnot, a lot of other specialty work doing a heck of a lot of freelancing and we finally got together there and did a podcast um and it turned out okay you know and then i got the invitation to come back and that's when we was down at the uh one of the stations um that we all you know got all hooked up with i guess when we were first got hooked up you guys were at a bar or something there doing the show here. Yeah, the Wicked would, Sister. Yeah. Yeah, the Wicked Sister. The Wicked Sister, yeah. and um, I would come on via telephone or whatever means necessary that we can get on, and um, we had at it there, and uh, had a great time doing it there, you know. From that point on, we moved over to the uh, the other station at uh, Institute Sovereign. Marie, and got bigger and light and whatever it may be and uh just we just have at it there and uh our segments were uh usually wide and whatnot there normally uh we get together the show was two hours and i would be on there about an hour and 15 minutes of it there because he you know one of the things that we knew that had to be done and needed to be done was always the local segment of a show there that always brings people together. And when you're doing a, a show, again, especially from Sault Ste. Marie there, uh, you don't get all the news from down here in uh, the lower part of Michigan. And when, in my case, in Southeast Michigan, where the Tigers, the Lions, the 
who knows what's going on there and um we're just getting it together and I'm everywhere and this where and I'm pulling the chain toward this sports show and doing again a lot of freelancing work from here in uh, Southeast Michigan all the way down in Florida there <clears throat> as I'm doing now there uh it's it, it was it was quite a ride there and but the show went off great and with those fold we never got into uh a fist fight argument or whatever it may be we always honored each other's opinion on what they felt or what you felt in the line of sports there because everybody's thoughts are different there and uh we just got along great there that's just that's just the way it was and the show went all the way up all the way up into its entirety when we got the bad news about Scott and it took a while. It took a while to kind of get it together there, you know, for for whatever reason to be. We don't know how we're going to leave this earth, but again, you know, we all had to get together on that particular there and, um, you know, and honor Scott there in such a way that he would want to be honored. And that is to keep things going. Uh, <clears throat> Not so much we all go our separate ways as EJ now has a show, you have a show, I've always had one, and and, and expansion has always been the way. And then I'm still with the particular station and doing a specialty work for uh, uh, WOSS up in Sault Ste. Marie, and also uh, in Canada they're doing some work there. See, and you and people don't know this about you, much, and I'm going to make sure I remind them mm-hmm. uh, that you have Canadian citizenship yeah, as well. I am Correct. a Canadian. Um, from yeah, London, Ontario, from Canada. Canada there. Originally born. That's and, right. um, <laughs> and came down in the state of Michigan and did all my good work there. I went to Southwestern High School. And anybody know about Southwestern High School? The Galen Rose. A whole heck of a lot of people from Southwestern who in the business there. Anderson Hunt is another one I can bring up there. Louis Sharp, who used to be on the St. Louis Cardinals, it was an all, all-star back in the NFL. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on there. But, you know, we were from that area where I can always reach out to a Jalen Rose or someone of that point and get information that basically everybody else couldn't get. And that was a blessing for him. Yeah. It was, and honestly, you know, when I remember when, and I'll be honest, when we had EJ on just a few segments ago, mm-hmm. EJ brought up a good example, and I, I want to see if you agree with this. And EJ told me to make sure I say hello to you and hope all is well, and he would love mm-hmm. to connect sometime soon. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I do that now because I'll forget. He called. He had a pretty good example for for our show. He didn't give you or him position titles on the field, but he gave me and Scott some, and I think it's a funny example. So Scott is a quarterback. Scott on that Monday night show was the the lined up the agenda right. He had he he kept us in line basically. And EJ called me George Kittle as a tight end because as a tight end I would be able to block when I need to block but I'd make a play when I'd have to but I'd have no problem being cocky if I got in the end zone like a Gronkowski uh, and poke the bear with either you with Scott or with EJ just to poke the bear and just to get a conversation started 
like just to live up a conversation. Like if it was if it was mentioning shoot out to Scott, which we all know gets him animated. If you start chirping the 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 Browns to EJ, if I start chirping the Lions to you, like that we had our own things that we would bait ourselves into. Uh, and you think I bring that up because the four horsemen Scott made that up. Uh, and just remind listeners, the four horsemen are a group. I would like to call us a band, but we're not a band. <laughs> uh, we were uh, the individuals that were on the recording uh, with Scott on Eagle ninety five point one, then ESPN fourteen hundred. Uh, myself, Butch, EJ, and Scott were the were the four horsemen. Uh, and I want your comments on EJ's example, Butch. If you do, you agree uh, with his analogy? Uh, and he didn't give you a position. So I want to know what position you would be on this roster. <laughs> that was a very easy one for me. I was the <laughs> cornerback slash wide receiver here. You know, uh, I can stop a dog on drive here with just hitting you in the mouth with some <laughs> cranky little comments here. And you, Dave, and me and EJ, we used to have at it, you know. We it's like you coming off the line here, and I don't want you to catch a pass. So I know I got that five yards, and I just beat the crap out of you until you get released, and then try to stop the pass. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but you you enjoy that five yards there. But basically, when you beat the crap out of somebody there, then you know you go to wide receiver, where basically the same thing will happen to you. Okay. I you know getting off the line was uh was a chore. However, you got loose and uh gotten some daylight there and I get the ball, I'm gone, okay, you know, for the yeah. for the post there. And uh that's what I kinda looked at myself with this show as uh, the wide receiver slash cornerback there. It's it's funny as it may seem that and I mentioned it before that we never stop one another from having an opinion that was valid to yourself there. But yeah. there'll be cases where we do, and always, everybody, good sports fans, always going to have a disagreement there. And you fight like a dog to keep your opinion somewhat factual until we come to the edge and say, hey, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. Yours makes sense too. Okay, so where do we go? Well, we'll stay in the middle and let it be. Okay, then that's cool. Okay, but it's 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 the making of sport and it's contention there. You always don't want to somewhat get to a point where you lose friendship or you lose faith in basically stopping or stopping or keeping someone's opinion from edited there because that's where you educate people. That's where you get knowledge and that's where you have the exchange of what goes on here or what goes on there. Maybe something you don't know, maybe something you do know, but then when you take the time out, and this is the important thing, take the time out to listen to the other person or vice versa. You kind of get the point of where you can go through. Now your versatility in knowing and dealing with a subject is a lot greater there. And that's where we kind of shined at how we did our show. We never kind of blocked everyone off or each and 
every time uh, did something to someone or to each other, where, you know, we basically got on maybe like some of the shows we see at now, the reality shows come on now that basically they cause hardship and they leave the show and all this other stuff and he's a no good SOB and yeah. it never got to that there. We we fought but we had fun doing it there and that's always and we learned something and that was the most important thing about all our conversations and those arguments on radio and stuff, you know, ended up to be there. They were pretty intelligent, but again it was a whole heck of a lot of fun. See, and I, I DJ was saying, and I, um, that he he misses those banter's because you and him had, you, know, you guys had some good dandy. I think those are my favorite. Scott and I used to always look forward to that. And there's one thing I got to make sure I say: EJ's position on the team. I think I would have to give him a defensive tackle or middle linebacker. Uh, I, I, the reason being is because he was always on the defense, or he was always trying to protect. And he'd always protect mm-hmm. his opinion, right? He was passionate mm-hmm. about his team. And then talking mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the football, there's somebody who would do not would do anything he can to defend his teammates from getting or defend anybody from getting the best of his team. Uh, out of any that's sure, positive man. I'll say about it. He would knock your block off trying to do it as <laughs> well. Hundred percent. Again, that's hundred <laughs> percent. That's and, where that the, the defensive mode came in to me where basically, okay, yeah. You, you know, I got to knock you back here, you know, to say, hey, look, here, let's just, here's the point. And yeah. EK and I used to have, boy, it was a great time together doing that. And it was always at the end of the show, we never got argumentative or felt that each other fight one another there. We kind of learned from those particular conversations as being fruitful, okay? Because yeah. everyone got something out of there. Yeah, and honestly, you know, speaking of Scott, he he was, as I said, the quarterback of a team that has grown widely and made a lot of connections. And Scott, as I said this on a few mm-hmm. other segments, I'm sure I'll say it even on the last one, uh, coming back to yourself, is that his his effect was infectious is what I like to call it because he was such a positive mm-hmm. uh, individual and he, he brought forward uh, he, a personality that was so contagious on air and brought the best out of you. And he was able to, you know, get to the topic, get to the point when you and me, let's get real, uh, you and I tend to go down rabbit holes and talk longer, uh, even more than EJ does, which is hard to do. You and I, uh, Scott would have a way to wheel us in <laughs> to try to keep us on point. Uh, and, you know, that that's the beauty about podcasting is that you don't have a time limit. But when you have to go do stuff on air, it becomes a challenge for individuals like myself. Maybe not as much you, but someone like Scott was able to follow those times. And he was uh, certainly. Yeah, well, in podcasting, good podcasters, of course, we all have a time limit. Normally that 26 minutes or uh, 27 minutes you have in doing a podcast and then some people when they do pick up our podcast they have to slide in two or three commercials or flips in there or dips in there so timing is always the key i don't let my podcasts go no more than maybe 30 minutes at the best there unless it's a specialty type of show there where basically we're going to do it live and uh, give people the opportunity to see it or to feel it or 
something like this. Do what you got to do there. And I think in my podcast, it's kind of special because I'm not allowing any phone calls in. Here, let me give you the news. This is what happened. This is where the information I got from the locker room, per se, there. I'm going to share it with you. Yes, sometimes we have opinions. Like, I had some heavy opinions yesterday on the Detroit Lions game and what happened in there. But Scott was the type of person he would allow that. And he wasn't afraid to let you be yourself and allow you to more or less migrate with the general public on this is who I am. You know, I've never been that type of person to basically want to base my show on my opinion. It's not my opinion. People are not fools out there. They watch the game just as close as we do there. I have an advantage because I'm at that game. I'm able to get information straight from the horse's mouth rather than what I think or what Joe Blow think or what I heard on this show there. I kind of keep it level keel where basically I hear, here's the highlight. This is what happened. This is what Joe Blow said. I'll let you hear it. And yes, if I have a comment or opinion where I am talking to Joe Blow, I might ask Joe Blow that particular question there to get clearance on where I think. Because if I see something that's not right, regardless of Joe Blow and what they said, I'm just going to point it out to you here (laughs) because I'm not the only one that saw it. All those millions of fans who watched the game saw it. And how can you justify yourself in saying this? And then you you say, you you come out uh, uh, a perfect example was uh, <laughs> uh, was Dave Campbell last night saying, uh, this is not a marathon, it's a sprint. Well, wait a minute here, buddy. Even with a sprint, your timing is every doggone thing. <laughs> and the timing wasn't right when you had players on your team telling everybody to go buy a hood, which, by the way, Amazon and whoever may be, they cashed in on it and sold out. But here we are parents, and a lot of us are parents and going to be parents. I mean, what are you telling my kid to do? You're telling my kid to go out there and get a hood? What is he going to do on Halloween, you know, or Christmas or whatever maybe? Is he going to go to school with that hood on there and rob the first, second, and third national bank here? Wait a minute. I don't like the language there. And that's one thing I was able to give to my uh, clientele on the podcast yesterday. Well, Dave Campbell had to go back and talk to Gardner there. I'm going to give him his name and basically talk about, hey, look, there are parents out there with children. You can't do that. You And, again, it, it came to bite them because you watched the game yesterday. Gardner made four or five mistakes, okay, man? <laughs> basically, all that big mouth there, and you can't back it up. I mean, who won the game? You know, the Seahawks did. Who had all the lip and whatnot? Gardner did. And who did uh, the Seahawks make fun of in the locker room that I was able to see with my own eyes, wearing those blue ski masks and laughing at them and whatnot? The Seahawks. So who got the last laugh? The Seahawks did. And that's why you don't just go and blow it on out your ear or whatever it may be. Uh, That's why teams have uh, public relations people. That's why we as uh, governors of basically talking to you, the general public there, I have to check ourselves on what we say and how we say it there, okay? So it's always important to know your sources, 
know who you're going to source with. You do it yourself, Dave. You got friends who in the business. You got friends who playing pro professional ball or hockey or whatever it may be that you can't get on the airwaves and say, this is so and this is my this and that. And you don't get up there and get on your phone or your walkie-talkie here and find out what's real and what's memorable. You just can't do it anymore. No. And the better shows right now, they get the information before they go on the air and blow it out the air here. In this case, Gardner blew it out his ear. I love that reference. That's good. And that's what Scott did well. Everything we talked about on this show was always very linear, aligned, and it was truthful. Exactly. And, and a lot of it, really, I know Scott had notes, but we did everything unscripted. It's not because we weren't prepared. We were prepared. That's the point. We just knew what we were talking about. And Butch, what yeah, I'm going to do... Many times, Scott had to blow them notes away here. Oh, yeah. Just throw them out. <laughs> right in the right yeah. and just rip them up and say, I guess we're doing our own thing. Um, but what I want to do, Butch, before we get to uh, the wrap-up uh, of this is I've been giving everybody the floor towards the end of their segment to share a memory, uh, a celebration, or something that maybe it stands out to them. Uh, a little bit more uh, than anything has in the past year, uh, a, a certain memory or celebration, like I said. So I want to give you the floor uh, on sharing something to our listeners about Scott that still stands out to you to this day. Unity. Um, nice. He brought unity to the to the forefront. If it was us or with the general public at large that he dealt with absolutely every single day, Many people know that Scott was in mental health and basically that unity and being able to reach someone when they needed to be reached. He was never afraid or never too busy to allow that reach to happen there. Yeah. Uh, and everything, every day is always not peaches and cream. And Scott was that kind of guy that he made time for everybody at some time, some segment during the day or week, or if that's the case, in some cases, a month to allow you to uh, have at it, get some thought, uh, some uh, moral sense of, of structure back in your life there where basically... Uh, he made you feel that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And we don't see that anymore in our business there where we keep everyone in gear. And, you know, I've gotten awards here. I got a couple Emmys in my life. But it's hard to accept those particulars when you don't mention the people behind the scenes. And I've always had a habit of doing that, first and foremost. There, You can't get anywhere by yourself. If you uh, talk about the man upstairs or those particular people who don't get their airtime or special speak time that maybe do your writing or do your, uh, your advertising for you or get out there and have those moments where they do and check and balances on the guests that you talk to or the script that you wrote and copy and see what you miss or what you didn't put into play. Those people deserve a lot as well there. And I think 
in our radio and our television business, we forget the people that bring us to the forefront. And he he kept unity involved where he didn't leave anybody out. And so nice regardless of what time he had, and this is a married man as well. He had family and friends. He always spent time with everybody. He made sure that everyone was included there. And if I have to say anything in uh, fruitfulness, that, you know, that this ain't the first time or maybe the last time I'm on the air because of special or something, and I'll make sure that when the hockey season come about, the first guy I call is Dave McCaig and say, hey, look, I need at least 10 minutes of your time to find out this, that, and the other because you are very astute toward that particular line. I know EJ, if I just want to know, just blow it out my ear. I can go up there and call Espinaga <laughs> and call up EJ's show and say, hey, I got to get something on the Cleveland Browns or something that you picked up that I don't have or someone up in northern Michigan, which has been many in this, you know, because he carries a lot of weight with um, with the state of Michigan now, especially with some of the winners that have been coming out of uh, high school uh, football, basketball, and other sports up there, uh, to reach out to him and say, hey, look, can uh, we get a coach or whatever it may be? I think that unity goes a long, long way. And, and the most successful people, and, and I'm around a lot of them there, the Eric Waters that I met for the first time from ESPN. Uh, and they say, well, they get challenged and say, I need you on my show. Like, Why? <laughs> okay, Why you need me? Because you've been around. You, you, I had a person named Leland Stein who's been to uh, 48 Super Bowls here. He's just as old as I am, okay? But ESPN and ABC calls him up and say, we want to get you on the show to talk about this, that, and the other. And we get these messages yesterday, and we're shopping. How is it going to be arranged? But we're arranging some kind of shit form of fashion. <laughs> but it's, it's good that people recognize you or don't, you know, for some of the things you have been through that, Again, Eric Water, who's just new in the give ball game with ESPN and report for the Lions uh, religiously and on TV all the time. It was good to see him in person and not in a box like I mean, we're in yeah. right now. Here. Yeah. You know, so unity. I think we're a lot better segment, a lot better in communicating with the race of human beings that we are. If we are a lot more united, I'm not going to say that we're not going to be disagreeing at certain points and purposes there, but let's learn from them disagreements there and also uh, be a factor. But that's what Scott did. He took a lot of things in, which he didn't have to do, but always it was a, the, he was smelling like a rose when we left him. Yeah. And honestly, last year, uh, Butch was definitely a challenge for all, and and that's so well put. Um, 
the unity. Uh, I'm not going to say if, uh, to pull anyone else's away from you, uh, but that was uh, out of the four that we've talked to so far. I think that might be the best way that's been put so far. And I'm not discouraging what anybody else said, but I love the way that you put it and the way you explained it because it's truly that. And truly, Butch, you know, it, it's it's obviously given the circumstances of what the show is, uh, is it, it's still it's, it's about someone who has had such an effect on our life, but we're able mm-hmm. to talk about this because of being friends, because of who connected us. And Scott, the individual who obviously started coffee with a coach uh, and then with a gamble brought on a young 20-some, young 20-year-old kid that just wanted his break in sports and he gave it to me and then he realized I couldn't shut the hell up. Uh, and, and we changed the name <laughs> then all of a sudden you bring in Butch, you bring in EJ, you bring in Justin you, and the show just went like this and it has stayed that way which is great. But Scott has been missed this past year and there's been a lot of adjustments for the show and all of our listeners but there's a lot of good things coming in 2024 and uh, I appreciate you sharing everything that you have up to this point. I know you and I can go for hours. Everybody knows that, not just about Scott, but talking sports in general. I think you and I can be one of the only people in the world to do an all-day podcast. Um, it, yeah, we can do that and keep on going yeah. and keep on fletching there, but that ice cream sandwich is waiting for me as I leave this off stage here. So yes. I, I know that's going to happen here. Uh, Monday Night Football's on, so that's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. Monday Night Raw, and we do talk about wrestling. That's going to happen. Wrestling, yeah. Every but time life is going to go on, and uh, hopefully we can keep Scott in our memory to make us better people. Okay, and again, the unity factor. I I'm very serious about that. We, as much as we stay in touch, it shouldn't be a year basis. I like reunions too, but the best reunions in town is when you keep up with someone and see how they're doing there. You know, yeah. I send my podcast to you guys there. Uh, and I forget to send my podcast to you guys there. But again, staying in touch is always the best thing. You never miss your water till your well runs dry. Okay? Wow, nice. And with me saying that, we we gotta look at how we lost Scott there. We never thought that uh, he would just go away just like that. I'm ready for Mondays, and I get information on a Thursday that uh, he's gone and he's not around. And again, it took a while for people to call me and let me know about that. But yeah, and I, th- I was—I believe it was me again, that called never, you. I, I think at the time. Uh, yeah, it was you. It was you, you and I and, both found out a couple of days later after the fact. Yeah. Or, um, or they, the before or other people found out first but obviously it might be because given where we're located um and i don't know and i i, I didn't at the end of the day it, it's we, we we found out i know when you and i connected about it, it wasn't uh, an easy conversation well i made the travel up there to, to how many miles it was didn't care but i had to be up there i had to come up there you know and uh took time off from other things to get there but I, I, and again i'm i was glad i did I'm glad I got for that day. It was the first time we saw each other in person. Okay, yeah. not you know over the radio or by voice by phone or whatever. After we saw each years. other in person after six. This is the person that we've been talking to and beating each other up and whatever maybe six <laughs> years, right? 
but you yeah. know what, Butch, and and it was great connecting on here, and uh, we'll we'll we're definitely keep in touch. And like I told Rob, I know there's a a lot of people that would like to sure. even come on as a guest or to do things. And and this year has been a big transition for a lot of the shows, and we have a lot of things coming this year, which is great. And we will definitely be in touch. It won't be that year that you said because. I like that well run dry analogy you've had. Been- again, you've never mentioned water to you well runs dry here. So, again, let's all keep in touch with everybody. You know, a holiday, a Christmas, or just if it's a thought, just give a call. You know, you got my number. Hopefully, you don't. Then email me and I'll give it to you. And, uh, matter of fact, email me and give me your number there when you get through with all this. I know you got things to do, but again, Take that time out, and I lost your number through all that, you know, rigmarole there. And I still, I lost my phone in the hotel that was staying there when I came <laughs> up there. So that all the phone numbers I had collected, it was just, it was gone. Then I called the hotel. They said it didn't happen. You can't find it. Okay. Someone stole well, it. Someone stole can. it. Someone stole it. Right. <laughs> But Butch, I want to say thank you. Um, we we still got more that we're going to talk about here on the Scott Neeson tribute edition uh, mm-hmm. here on the Game Sports Podcast. We have Daniel Scarpino waiting in the winds to, to uh, his segment before we close out this edition. We've had uh, obviously Paul Van Wagner, EJ Russell, Rob Horn. This has been this has been Butch Davis on with yours truly here. And then we uh, got our fifth and final guest, Daniel Scarpino, coming on uh, doing the full time segment, continuing that from him and Scott when he started it. They continue now uh forward on with it it's been a, a great show with uh, daniel so we're gonna get daniel to share his thoughts there but Butch, before we do that i want to say thank you again for taking the time it's been a treat uh, connecting with you and i'm sure you realize but i made sure i gave you extra time more than anybody else uh especially oh really yes <laughs> oh yeah uh, i think you realize that and the reason being is because so not just all the good stuff you're able to tell but uh, there's definitely been a lot of history, especially between yourself, me, and Scott with uh, the start of the show until now. So I want to say thank you again, and uh, we will definitely be in touch. Yep. And thank you for the time and the effort and even the thought to even have me on here and uh, keep those endeavors going. And again, let's keep unity alive here. And uh, let's not be the last time we speak to one another. If we got to get the band together again for a special maybe during the holidays or Christmas, let's do that, okay? I'm always available. We can call it Christmas came early. <laughs> yeah. Christmas, the Christmas came early edition with the, with the, we'll call it still the four horsemen. We are still the four horsemen, the original. Now that's been Butch Davis. You can follow uh, his podcast, uh, Butch on Sports. There's Facebook. There's where you get your podcast. Give it a search. But for the Gain Sports podcast, we particularly do upload Butch's uh, episodes uh, as promptly as you can between myself and the other uploaders, uh, like ourselves uploaders, uh, on Podbean. So you can check out the Game Sports Show at podbean.com. The name did have a change, so it's the Game Sports Podcast podbean.com. Okay, just so everybody knows, everyone's going to get used to uh, that change. But nonetheless, give it a search. When you search the Game Sports Show on Google, the Game Sports Podcast Podbean still comes up near the top, just so everybody knows. So you can still search it because the name is still within the name as a nickname. So when people search it, They'll still come up, which you know it as, as the game sports show. But nonetheless, this has been Butch Davis. Uh, we're going to take a quick breather here. I'm going to have a sip of my beverage, and we're going to bring on Daniel Scarpino. So don't go anywhere. This is the Scott Nason Tribute Edition here on the Game Sports Podcast 2023. Welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. This is the Scott Nason Tribute Show continuing. This is the 
fifth guest joining yours truly again to remind everyone i am david mckay jr co-founder of the game sports podcast formerly known as the game sports show powered by 91n which is formerly known as tjap a couple formalities in there for you but nonetheless bringing in introducing somebody who was with scott uh for the soccer podcast that is on the game sports podcast that's called full time uh, he was uh, with scott and the show has continued forward on as well as uh, daniel here daniel scarpino how you doing daniel great to see you man because i call you everything out of the book but i'm going to be professional I'll call you daniel scarpino here tonight for all of our listeners how are you I appreciate the professionalism, sir. Uh, I'm doing very well. Happy to be on with you. And uh, yeah, life is good. How are you? Man, everything's going great. I know just a few weeks ago, you and I celebrated my, my wedding and yep. you were, of course, there. And it was a, a great night and a night of celebration. And as you and I talked on air before even getting to the segment, you know, we, we did this recording last year fresh after everything happened it was it was quite challenging because that was the first recording that i did after and then even the one on 1400 doing that recording was the first time that there was a 1400 introduction and it wasn't scott's voice on the other side right it was it was definitely a fresh time and that's where the show we took i think it was about a month month and a half off from doing any types of recordings uh, as we had to get our bearings straight and everything but this show you and i talked about that you know this it's september 29th of this year will be one year since the passing uh the funeral was just after uh, the unexpected passing in early october of last year and we wanted to treat the segment and this tribute as a celebration for scott but also sharing those memories those stories that stay with us the positive that stay with us but also be able to remind everyone the effect he had on us be able to give everyone that ingredients and I know you added a special ingredient uh, to this particular recording, and people on video are going to be able to see what that is. But just in case somebody isn't watching this on YouTube, uh, I want you to uh, – I'm going to segue into that right away. What am I talking about? What is this ingredient that you're adding to this, uh, to this segment? Well, you know, Scott and I, down the years, we'd always banter back and forth because our favorite, uh, we'll call them footballing teams, but soccer teams for the, for the purposes of uh, our listeners here, we support two different teams in London. So I support Arsenal and he supported Chelsea. So he was the blue side, I was the red side. So intentionally, today I wore this lovely Arsenal top here because I knew that uh, had Scott been watching, I know he's watching from up above, I know that he's just right mad with me right now because uh, he loves his Chelsea and Chelsea are having a stinker of a season so far. So again, uh, Scott and I had a tremendous relationship that way, but that's sort of the, the banter and the relationship that we had as well. Arsenal, I remember that he was a Chelsea guy. I totally forgot about that. Uh, honestly, it's a good, good the show started for the both of you, I remember when the you're going to get into it, but it was started fresh, and I believe, I think the first episode was more like winging it. I think Scott just had a minor agenda together, and I hit record in the background because Scott had problems with Sky. I remember there was that first recording; it was almost hard to get it going. But when it happened, I remember I left the room, and I was kind of hosting the background. I texted Scott and I said, "That's why I passed it off to you because I had no idea what it was." you were talking about as everybody knows soccer is not my my forte in terms of uh discussing sports but you and scott were natural men uh, i want you to remind the listeners how you got you know equated acquainted with scott and how the full-time podcast all came about well you know what it was it was you in fact dave who, who got us acquainted and got us connected and you had been talking about it for i wouldn't say a long time by any means because we acted on it pretty quick 
but you said, you know, I got this buddy of mine. He's huge into sports, but he's actually a huge soccer guy and he's in Michigan. And sometimes when you hear those words, I mean, it's going to sound kind of negative, but your ears go up and you think to yourself, is, uh, does he really know the game? Does he really get this sort of thing? And uh, without even having really a conversation, we just sort of jumped into it. And it was a case of, okay, you know, Scott's going to write this little mini agenda. We'll talk footy for a bit. Dave will be there. He'll introduce us. And uh, at that time was the peak of COVID. And really, I think actually in Ontario, we were in a lockdown. I think the States may have been just outside of one. And um, we went through that first show. And then I'll never forget once the show ended, I said, holy crap, you really do know your stuff. This is unbelievable. And from that point forward, Scott and I built uh, just a fantastic relationship. Sometimes, you know, you get these people that come into your life and even though they're only there for a short period of time, I only knew Scott for a few years, but uh, such an impact that he had on me. But the way in which the show, the show rather started was with such simplicity, with such ease, you connected us both. And from that point forward, it was just like we were just, you know, high school buddies almost. It felt that texting every other day and, you know, updating each other with scores and just just being boys and talking about sports. It was fantastic. And soccer was the one thing that connected us the most. Uh, you know, we talked about family, life itself, all of these things. But that is how it started. And uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way because it turned out to be such a beautiful relationship that he and I had. See, I don't think full time was announced on the first episode. I don't think the name came until a little bit after, right? I that's Yeah, that's correct. So it, I think the introduction, if I wasn't mistaken, you're listening to the Game Sports Show Soccer Edition. Uh, Scott Nason, Daniel Scarpino. So then it was uh, at the time I was teaching out at CAS. This was a couple of years back. And uh, I remember I was on lunch and he texted me and he said, hey, we should think of a name that we should call our show and really take it in a different direction. He goes, I think that it would really make things take off more than they already have done. So I put two names to him and he said that second one. He goes, that's the one because I suggested either between the lines or full time. He goes, it has to be full time. So even though it was my suggestion, it was Scott who was the one who really solidified and said it must be that. And that's the one that we went with. Honestly, full time is is one of the most catchiest names we have on this podcast. And I am taking that with I know we got in the pocket family that's strong, a top shelf family that's strong, the special edition that's strong, but full time. When you say that, it's it just grabs that attention. And that is so you and Scott. That is that was perfect. And hearing you two, I'm gonna say it, nerds talk about soccer. Uh, I it helped me get more involved in the soccer and better understand it. Truly, like your show was entertaining but educational, not because you were teaching the game, but the way you talked about the game, the way the details were in the game. As I keep hunting the podcast name as we go here, uh, but you, you and Scott had magic on the air, and obviously there was magic there and there was obviously something that had to continue there as well there you and i had that discussion appropriately after everything was kind of settling per se and appropriately same as the dust settled a little bit and we had to talk about what were the next steps going to be for the podcast and you you are continuing the podcast you have been for the last couple years now well sorry i mean the last year you're going into the second year uh with you being the uh the main host of the full-time podcast uh, and you had Gitano Gallo who is uh, on the, the 91N platform, uh, the Bitter Rivals podcast. He's a hockey guy, but deep down, it seems like he's quite the soccer guy a little bit more even. Uh, you have actually went on and continued the show and the legacy of the show. Yeah, without doubt. And I mean, at the time that everything had happened, obviously emotions play a huge part. And we talked a little bit off air, you and I did, Dave, about uh, how emotional it was last year around this time. And I remember saying right off the bat, I said, well, 
I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And, you know, there's, I can't do it with anybody but Scott. But then, as, as you just alluded to, a little bit of time passes, you reflect, and to carry on the legacy and to do something that he would want me to do and to do something that, you know, again, that united us both. I, I often refer to that, and that is the game of soccer. It was, uh, it was something that I did want to continue. So it was probably about five to six weeks later when I did connect with Gaetano, who I've known for over 10 years and has always been a, a good friend of mine. And he was more than happy to, to jump on with me. And uh, obviously we have taken the show in a slightly different direction, but uh, it's one that has carried on the legacy of Scott. And it's one where we're coming up I think November, beginning of November, where it'll be one year with Gaetano and I together doing the show. So, I mean, all things considered, obviously it's not the circumstances nobody would have ever wanted to be in, but given the circumstances, we made it as uh, as beautiful of a continuation as we possibly could have. And it's been it's been quite the evolution with all the podcasts we do. And, and I know I've explained it on so many shows, but the show has went in a little bit of a different direction, but not because of what happened with Scott. Right. It was something that, Scott and I discussed where the show and podcast were going to be kind of a separate entity in the same umbrella uh, to create more content, which made us look like having more content. And then you had all these other podcasts, full time, top shelf, and pocket. It always have its own name, right? It doesn't have in the game or it doesn't have the game sports podcast football edition anymore, right? It's the game sports podcast is two main headline shows that are its own. And then you have in the pocket presented by that full time. Presented by, presented by, presented by, all powered by 91N. It creates the right umbrella channels. Because I remember Scott saying, that's the idea. That, that's it. That's what we need to do. And 91N was never thought of. That turned out to be me changing that. Uh, the game entertainment media was something we came up together. And it was supposed to be Gem, but CBC beat me to that punch. Uh, <laughs> so I can't fight that battle. I wouldn't win that legal battle, battle with CBC. Uh, free plug for CBC. They could send me a check anytime. <laughs> uh, the, but truthfully, getting to one point here, I know we're getting towards the wrap-up as you know, we had multiple guests on the show. And I'm trying to keep the the uh the time as equal as i can i think paul stole a little bit of the extra time but you know i gave him a lecture leeway because he's the one who put me and scott together so i think he deserved that uh but i want you to share one story or even two combined if you'd like uh to our listeners of a memory of scott that you have um i know you've run into a few things already but there's something that stands out to you uh, for the past calendar year that sticks with you well, the one that always sticks with me, and I could go in a few, I could go, sorry, I'll, I'll go a little bit general to start. My favorite moments with Scott actually weren't on air. It was when we did pre-recordings, when we would talk about things before we actually, as he would say, hit that record button. And those sorts of conversations that we had, it sort of brought to light for me the type of individual that he was. Obviously, I knew who he was as a human being. And these sorts of things and the fact that he loves soccer and sports and all the other things that he, he he enjoyed doing in his personal life. But the big one for me that I remember uh, was probably, I would say, I don't know, uh, almost two years ago now, probably about a year and eight months ago, give or take. And we were about to record. And for 30 minutes before we started recording, we were just talking about everything. We were talking about hockey and then he started talking about his kids and then we started talking about his life. Then he started uh, talking about his time in the Navy. And we spent a whole lot of time on that. And it wasn't any one specific thing that Scott said to me in that probably 25, 30 minute conversation. But it was just the mere fact that we had nothing going on that night. It was a case of we were just going to record and that was going to be the end of that. And we chatted for a really long time. And the, the genuine nature to which every word came out of his mouth, you just, I just felt different. 
he was such a unique individual. He had such a big heart. And that conversation for me always kind of stuck with me because I thought, well, we're going to do a 30 minute show. But the 30 minutes that we just did before that show was way more impactful than anything <laughs> that we could talk about in the next 30 minutes. The next 30 minutes, it was, yeah, it was, we were talking football, but it didn't matter and it wasn't nearly as impactful. So that conversation really stuck with me because I got to learn a lot about him and it just brought to light for me the individual that he was. And uh, now looking back, of course, we know his legacy will live forever because he is, was and uh, everyone can say it was just a sensational human being. He was 100%. And I, I like, as I mentioned, because he always stresses on me, co-founder, co-founder, co-founder. But he brought me on this. The Coffee with the Coach is what it started as. Brutal name, by the way. <laughs> I told him that. That's garbage. <laughs> but I got it because Coffee with the Coach while you're sitting at home having coffee in the morning. I, I get it. It made sense at the time, but I it was a good shirt. And we, it changed the name to the game, and he was all about the Triple H theme and walkout song and the game. And it was just he. We talked about a couple names, but it was just that name that just made sense, right? And that you speak of conversation off air. Those conversations we had off air about changing the name to the game at the time. Those were the best pieces of content. With all the boys, the best content we have is when we're not recording. I feel right. One day. I am going to hit record and you guys are not going to know. And I'm going to use that as the podcast and listeners will have that treat because we get into rants as much as we can. And Scott, he was passionate about his Chelsea. He was passionate about yep. his Lions, passionate about his Tigers, passionate about his Red Wings. Uh, and, you know, when they, when he got heated on a convo, let me tell you, he was passionate. He was he was open and loud about it. You knew he was passionate. And then he would follow it by if you would chirp him to try to chirp the team, he would laugh about it. That signature laugh that he had that I won't try to, to, to imitate because it's it's so so him. It was it was it was awesome. And you know what I you know, you mentioned the sensational human being side. When he when he passed, there was a recording that we did two different recordings. We did one with James Livingston. And one with Kelly Rudy. He wasn't on the Kelly Rudy broadcast because he was supposed to be, but he couldn't attend. And Kelly remembered that. Kelly Rudy, for you guys, if people don't know, Kelly Rudy is a former NHL goaltender, very well-known individual in the world of media, too. And those individuals, James and Kelly, called me when they saw the post. And they spent time with me on the phone. Kelly didn't know Scott. James did. And James said, he talked, Kelly was very open on the on the conversation, kind of emotional he sounded like, he's like, he's such a good guy they were talking soccer because he was playing hockey in Europe when you had that one conversation with Scott, that's my point you were lost in his voice you were lost in his attitude his his personality was was infectious, it, 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 you, it was contagious, he, he made you just more positive, right and that's that's one thing that you'll always take away out of the million things and you were able to start something with him that really turned the momentum of the show. You brought something new, and you brought you bring in a new criteria to the show, and you still are. You and Katana are doing a great job, and I think or know that Scott would be proud uh, of everything that is going on, and I'm sure he would even say that I taught him well <laughs> uh, because when it when it comes to hosting, um, everyone that's done the hosting gig, me, you. Uh, EJ, that's all the Scott Nason effect. That's what that was. And the show is what it is because of him. And there's been adjustments this year. I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of changes. And we finally figured it out halfway into 2023. But it was it's worth the time. And be, we were able to be patient with that time because Scott 
and all of us got us to a point of the subscribers and listeners and people here that are listening today are hearing what Scott was a part of for the soccer podcast with uh, Daniel Scarpino or football if you're over overseas. Uh, but the full-time podcast is amazing work. You and Gaetano do a great job. Uh, before we get to a quick wrap up, is there anything else uh, you want to share about Scott before we wrap up this uh, very special edition? Uh, you know what, Dave, I have to have to say nothing that can come to mind because everything Scott did uh, spoke for itself. And uh, as, I, as I alluded to earlier, and I, we talked about it off air, there's certain people that just unique individuals that you come across in your life. And you, you come across, I wouldn't say a ton of them, but you come across enough of them. And the older you get, you find more and more of them. But those unique individuals, they tend to, to sit in your mind and they remain in your heart forever. And Scott definitely was one of those few people, at least uh, in my almost 30, uh, almost now 30 years on this uh, earth that I've met, that I've been able to say, you know what, you've had an everlasting impact, an indelible impact. And uh, everybody who is connected to me knows about Scott. And uh, I think that just speaks volumes to his character. I uh, wish nothing but the best for those who are connected to him, his family, his friends, and uh, sending Godspeed to everybody. Awesome. Well said. And you know what? There's, I know you would have the very nicest professional sign off. So that's the other reason why I wanted to have you on here last. And I think Scott would have agreed. Um, and as here, everybody on the game, we had five people on the show. There could have been a lot more. I was actually expecting a couple more of a schedule conflict gets in the way of that. And there's a lot of people he did affect. Uh, obviously the show, we're a big family. There's over 12 of us, right? We, and that started, yes, with me and Scott, but the true heartbeat, that's why I say it. He was the first. He was the game one. I'm the game two. You know, that, that's, that, and that always will be that way. And each year we want to do a tribute to him, make it different each year, try to get some sound clips next year. There's a lot, uh, even get some things included. Uh, but we appreciate the listeners taking the time. And Scarps, uh, before I get to my full wrap-up here, I want to thank you to come on uh, for coming on and sharing your tales. Keep doing what you're doing full-time is fire, man. You guys are, you and Gatano are great, and you are killing it with that show i listen believe it or not i do i'm trying to keep my soccer education up i'm so way behind when i need to be uh but you guys do a terrific job thanks man appreciate it and scott and i on air uh we'd always encourage each other him it would encourage me more than i would encourage him but we talk about our backgrounds and our careers and he'd often talk about the navy and the work that he did uh, in his life and he'd often encourage me to talk about teaching because that's what i do for a living so I'll just say, long may the work continue, and he would have loved to have heard that. So looking forward to continuing on with Full Time with Gaetano and uh, doing it, of course, in Scott's honor. Awesome. The show is great. Check it out, Full Time Podcast. It is on the Game Sports Podcast uh, channels and on the 91N91 Network, formerly TGEM YouTube channel, where you can check out their pretty faces uh, as well. Now, this has been the Scott Nason Tribute Show for September 2023. Uh, we hope you, the viewers and or listeners, wherever you are tuning in, that you did enjoy this broadcast, this podcast, whatever which you like to call it. Uh, we love our listeners. We love Scott. Not using the love, love. Uh, Scott is a big part of the show and he continues to be and he always will be. And this was something we want to make sure that we share <clears throat> with all the uh, listeners of the show, the family members and everything, because we think about him every day on the show. Whenever we come on the mic, we know that this was all started because of our heartbeat and our heart still beats on with uh, because Scott is a big part of this and uh, all the things that are growing with the show was because of the foundation uh, that he allowed me to build with him because it truly was him to start. 
can't take that credit and I never would take that credit. Uh, again, please hit like, follow, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode, but also just take time to check out the content that we work hard to record on and uh, all the all the different sports we talk about. It's just a simple like below. It's a simple subscribe. If you have an account, why not? If you don't want to click it after, that's your choice. It'd be a real good help uh, for you to just to support the Game Sports Podcast in 91N, uh, and we always appreciate it. And uh, again, Scott Nason unexpectedly passed September 29th, 2022, and his memory and his effect here on the show and, and on the world lives on, and may he continue to rest in peace. And to his family members and close friends as well that are outside of the show, we do wish them the best, and we wish everybody the best. Now, I will do my signature sign-off. I will not change that because Scott wouldn't want me to change that. So I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.